or put it in your cell phone. But call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-426-3569. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and can't afford to pay them back, or you even have years of unfiled returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-426-3569 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, pension, savings, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 1-800-426-3569 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 1-800-426-3569. The following is another KXPN Sports presentation. KXPN Sports presents high school football. Has plenty of time. Now rolls right. There's nobody there, and it's going to be picked off by Victory Sykes at the 20, the 15, the 10. He should walk in, makes a man miss, and into the end zone. Touchdown. Victory Sykes, a 19-yard interception return, and Burwell is up 13 to nothing. Today, it's live coverage of the Nebraska State Championships from Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. High School Football on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. Hand off Dibbern right at the middle. Finds a seam, and he's gone. Down to the 15-10, 5. Touchdown. Touchdown, Aurora Huskies. Six programs will hoist a state title trophy this season, and you can hear every game right here on your ESPN Superstation. It's time to crown the next state champion. But first, the new Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. Right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. Bobby, good afternoon. And good evening once again, everyone, from Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. We have reached Game 3 of the 2015 Nebraska State High School Football Championships. Tonight, it is Class B, as the undefeated Aurora Huskies take on the storm of Elkhorn South. With our producer-engineer Jeff Ekstrom and Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda with you here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Your yield leaders, contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. And, Larry, we've had two... Very competitive, very exciting, down-to-the-wire eight-man games. They uh, saw two different ways that they panned out with Bruning Davenport-Shickley jumping out early in D1 and holding off Burwell, then putting in a score in the last minute to win it 44-30. to And then Humphrey St. Francis rallying to beat Chambers-Wheeler Central, converting their last two-point conversion with 2.22 to go to win it by a score of 22-20. to Yeah, two incredibly competitive games, Doug, and uh, I think we um, see the exact same thing uh, in this one. Class B, Aurora and Elkhorn South, what makes these teams tick? Well, the, the thing is about these is it's going to be Class B football. You get in that Class B, Class A, going to be a lot of spread offense stuff. And when you look at it, Elkhorn South, without question, has been the number one thought the entire year. People thought initially it was Scott. Elkhorn South has beaten Scott twice. You're talking about a ton of offense, over 5,100 yards on the season. They love to run the ball. They've ran the ball for 3,400 yards on the year. They want to run it. They really spread it around when they run it, Doug. They've got uh, Moses Bryant you know, with with 1,000 yards, but they've got two other backs with nearly 800 yards rushing. And Aurora, they're who they've been 
for the last several years, lots of spread, lots of uh, read option. They'll run veer option. Uh, they love the motion game. For them, it really goes through two players. Todd Honus, who we have seen uh, out in pregame warm-ups, looks very good. Of course, didn't play last week. You know, he's rushed the ball for 260 yards on the year, but he's a 1,000-yard receiver. And then, of course, Mr. Divern in the backfield, he's rushed the ball for 1,500 yards this year. So you've got an offense, you know, 4,600, 4,700 yards on the year, but it really goes through two guys. Well, it should be exciting. The uh, Honus, uh, Todd's uh, availability tonight, big in what will be an outstanding battle of unbeatens. We had a chance to catch up with head coach Kyle Peterson on last week's Doug and Daddy show. We'll hear part of that interview in just a moment. We'll get Bob Jensen's take on tonight's football game, and we've got the starting lineup still to come. You're listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show on KXPN Kearney, KICS Hastings, and the World Wide Web, as always, at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming is brought to you by the University of Nebraska Kearney. We are the difference makers. Call to schedule a campus visit. We'll be back with more on the New Tech pregame show in a moment. When a person first starts becoming aware of much of anything in Hastings, Mary Lanning Hospital was always part of that. The hospital has tried very hard to be a good neighbor and to be a part of the community itself. We're a part of something that's been going on for a long time that has meant a lot to a lot of different people. It's just important to know our heritage. The whole community is a part of the family. If you have a reputation to maintain and you maintain it, that gives you a great sense of pride. I think most citizens of Hastings really appreciate the fact that this hospital is here. It just plays a key role in this community in so many ways. Celebrating 100 years of inspired care. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Back at Memorial Stadium, getting ready for the Class B championship game between Elkhorn South and Aurora. Now, Kyle Peterson is in his first year as the head coach, but he's been the assistant under Coach Randy Hubert for 14 years before taking over. And No, not the Kyle Peterson that knows everything about college baseball, but he sure knows a lot about football, and we had a chance to catch up with Kyle last week on the Doug and Daddy Show to preview tonight's game and talk about his season, and here's our chat. Well, uh, you have uh, taken over this program, and like some of the coaches we had last week for volleyball, have taken this first year and, and went all the way to the state championship. You've done it undefeated. You've obviously been tested. But just talk about, as we mentioned before we went on air, you really haven't had a lot of time to enjoy it, and most coaches don't until it's all over. You know, it's just uh, it's been one week after another, especially the last five or six weeks where it's it's we've had just incredibly tough opponents to prepare for and you spend so much time working on the opponent and and getting ready for a game and then you know by Saturday at 6 a.m. you're preparing for the next one you don't really have time to enjoy the wins and and uh, you know the success that, that you've had throughout the season and and these kids have had a great deal of that it's going to be kind of nice to to reflect back on that after the season's over. Let's kind of break your season down into three parts. Obviously, when you become the head coach, there's some things that you want to do different. There's some things that you loved that were done the last couple of years. Take me back to summer. Take me back to fall camp. And, and if it took a while or if things clicked automatically for your guys. You know, I, you know I've been here for 14 years and I coach Hubert and learned so much from him. And, 
And uh, there were so many things about the program that were that were so well established. You just don't mess with those things. And and um, you know, I, I think the kids knew what the expectations were, and all the, the the assistant coaches all knew what the expectations were. And 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 that obviously helps with the transition a lot with not only the coaches but the kids as well. Uh, you know, there were some things we did a little bit different. We went to Sioux Falls at team camp, which was a, a different experience. We thought it was going to be good to get all of our, our our team on a bus and take them out of the state and, and go on the road and and uh, kind of get away for a little bit and, and maybe do some team building activities and things while we were there. So that was kind of a neat trip for us. And, you know, all the seven on seven stuff that you do throughout the summer and, and an opportunity to kind of, you know, install and, and, um, and work on some of the things that you're going to be doing on Friday nights. That was a great uh, experience for us. And, 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 you know, once we hit, once we hit practice, it was, it was full steam ahead. Then you get into the first few games of the season, and again, uh, your offense uh, was able to get right after it, but Crete gives you a little test. Uh, you play Adam Central, but your defense was so incredible before you got into uh, district play. You know, our, our, our defense is, you know, we, we want to be a great defensive football team, and, and that was one of our goals from the get-go. We wanted to be a great tackling football team. We wanted to keep our defensive scheme real simple so our kids could play fast, and, and um, for the most part, I think we did that, and, and boy, we've, we, we've been really good defensively, been really good against the run, especially all year long, and, and um, a lot of that's just because we play fast, and we get so many guys to football. You know, we, we break on swarm. Our break in, on our team D is swarm. We want to swarm the football and get as many guys as there as possible and and uh you become a really good tackling team when you get a lot of hats to the ball and 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 that's what we see on film when when uh when we're breaking film down on saturday mornings kyle peterson the head football coach of the class b finalist aurora huskies is joining us here on the doug and daddy show you had a ton of kids coming back a lot with starting experience but you did have to find a quarterback and it looks like grant has done just fine for you you know, Grant is a great distributor of the football. You know, we have playmakers in lots of different places. We have tight end, you know, running back, wide receiver, playmakers. And, and really, we just ask him to distribute, to make good decisions with the football and, and get the ball to to the guys that can make plays for him. He has a, a tremendous understanding of what we're trying to do offensively, whether it be in the run game or the pass game, and he manages it really well. And, and he just kind of has a little charisma about him that uh, that kids follow, too. And, and, and that's a great quality to have in a quarterback now when you got to the playoffs here how do you think your your team changed how do you think they've handled this two very close wins to get to this point you, you know, we faced adversity a few times this year, but you know, we faced a lot of adversity in the playoffs. And, you know, we, we had to make some plays late uh, to, to hold on in the district championship game against York. And and uh, we were, you know, obviously behind last week, 14 nothing to McCook. And the message to our kids was real simple. Just stay the course, you know, and just keep, keep your – Keep your, your focus on where it's supposed to be and good things will happen. And, and you know, when some good things happen in that football game for us, we were able to come out successful. We've been pretty physical. We've ran the football a little bit more here in the playoffs than we have uh, maybe did in the regular season. Um, part of that due because of injury to Todd. And, and part of that due to, uh, to I, I think, you have to be physical and you have to run the football in the playoffs. And that's an attitude that we like to have and, and one that we've been able to, to have some success with. Kind of a two-part question here, Kyle. As you mentioned, Todd Onis was out your leading receiver last week, yet you're able to find a way to come back against McCook. So what's Todd's status? And talk about that comeback against McCook. You know, Todd's a, a, a real tough kid, and if there's any chance he can play this next week, he will. Um, he's starting to move around a lot better, and, and uh, we're going to make a decision on him probably by later in the week on whether he can go or not. We want to do what's in his best interest, and, 
and and make sure that he's safe and healthy when he's out there if if he can play. Um, you know that that comeback against McCook, like I said, we were down 14 to nothing early in the ball game, and we we forced a turnover with about five minutes to go in the half, and and we were able to turn that into points, and that gave us some momentum going into the second half, and and it really I kind of felt like we kept that momentum. We played really well defensively in the second half of that game, and and um, played a, a lot of the game on their side of the field, and uh, we got stopped a couple times, but. Uh, but punched one in and then hit the pass play late to uh, to Austin to to win it. Cal Peterson's with us here for another couple minutes on the Doug and Daddy Show, uh, playing in the state championship game on Monday night. One thing I've also noticed, Coach, it seems that your takeaway number is pretty darn high this year. So not only has your defense been good at limiting players, but uh, you've got kids like Austin Allen have picked off passes. You've got kids that can recover fumbles for you. Uh, is that a little bit higher than you would have expected it? Uh, you know, we will go back and look at the the real successful teams that we had back in 2008 and 2009. Those two championship teams, and we were plus 20 in the turnover battle both of those years. And that's one of those things that that we've preached to our kids since this uh, since this uh, summer that you know you have to win the turnover battle. If you win the turnover battle, you're probably going to win the high school football game. And and I think we're plus 11 right now for the season. Um, you know, we've we've created points off turnovers uh at one point in the season i think we had scored six or seven defensive scores i know we blocked a couple of punts we've returned some punts for touches so we've created scores offense in lots of different ways and and obviously anytime you can do that it takes pressure off of your offense and and um it's been a big part of our success this season well, let's talk about Elkhorn South. There's a couple of familiar uh, or common opponents out there. They put up 70 on one, and then they're held to 10 and can still beat York. Uh, and as Bob Jensen told us earlier in the week, if you can beat Scott twice in a year, you're pretty special. You know, what you see out there is so many athletes. Um, there's so many guys on offense that you have to be able to defend, whether it be the running back, the quarterback, the wide receivers. Uh, they're really talented at the line of scrimmage. Their offensive linemen run. They pull them a lot, and they run really well. Uh, there's not really a weakness that they have offensively. They're still a run-oriented team. Uh, they force you to make tackles in space, and you know that's something that we've been good at, but um, they spread us out probably a little bit more than any team has to, to, to this point this season. So being able to maintain eye discipline, because um, any time our safeties get their eyes in the wrong spot and, and start looking at the football rather than their key, then they're going to hit us for play action for a big score. And, and that's kind of what they do a lot. You know, they, they, they rely on the big play for, for their scores, and, and, and we're going to have to prevent that. And, and, and we can do that a lot through just eye discipline and, and really trusting and keying our reads. And Kyle, it's always great to have been there before. You've been there before. These kids have not been there before. You want to treat a final, whether it's state, conference, whatever your trophy you're playing for, you want to treat it the same, but it's definitely not the same. So how do you balance that going into your first state final as a head coach for you and the kids? You know, there's going to be some nerves, I think, for everybody when, when we step out on that field. You know, a lot of these kids have been dreaming of playing on that field since they were five or six years old and they went to their first Nebraska game. And and uh, uh, the hope is is that uh, uh, once, you, once you snap the football or kick it off, that those nerves go away and it just becomes a football game. And, and uh, we're treating practice this week just like a regular week. And and uh, the school week is, you know, just like a regular school week for us. So try to stay the norm as much as possible. You know, enjoy the experience, obviously, but um, it is just a football game, and you don't want to treat it any different than that. And we can't break every single kid down, but all the recruiting, uh, we're getting a lot of words on tight end Austin Allen. How's he handling that? How's his progression been this year? 
Boy, I tell you what, he really kind of popped onto the scene this summer in the seven-on-seven um, leagues. Uh, uh, he's a really tall, rangy kid that has tremendous ball skills. His ability to catch the football in, in, in tight spots and difficult spots is is really impressive. Um, he's becoming a, a much better blocker than he was a year ago. Uh, he's put, added a little weight, which has helped. Um, he's he, he's just excited for the for the experience. You know, it, it's all been about basketball for him until this year, and now he's starting to to get some recruiting information from you know places like Wisconsin and Iowa and Nebraska. He's really excited about that, and and uh, you know, he just needs to make the best decision for him and and. Uh, whether it be football or whether it be basketball, and and uh, he he's just a competitive kid. And he loves athletics, and and um, you get, appreciate that about him. It's not about football. It's not about basketball. He just likes to compete. And Kyle, you guys have obviously turned out a lot of great kids. You've got some down there, Garrett Tyson, that are with the Huskers now. You've had some that have went to other places. Uh, what about uh, keeping up to date with those kids and and what they've been able to do? It's so much fun to talk to our alumni and the guys that have gone on and, and, and played other places. And, you know, Andrew Rodriguez came in and spoke to our football team before the York game, and you know, had a, he had a great message for us. It, it's, it's so exciting to see those kids get to, get to go and, and continue to play and, and, and get an education while they're doing it. Um, and, and they get to come back and share their experiences and, and, and such with, with our kids. And that's just always a lot of fun to hear from those kids. And I've heard from a lot of those guys here in the last, uh, in, in the last month or so. It's, it's, always, it's always great to hear from alumni. Well, Kyle, we appreciate the time on the Doug and Daddy Show, and uh, we'll look forward to some great football on Monday night. Uh, let's keep a zero in that loss column. Hey, I appreciate that a lot. Thank you very much. That's Aurora coach Kyle Peterson from a conversation we had late last week on the Doug and Daddy Show. Let's go ahead and take a look at the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney for Aurora. Their center is number 58, 5'9", 275-pound senior Brandon Cook. At guard, number 52, 5'9", 205-pound senior Jared Peters. And number 65, 6'1", 220-pound senior Nicholas Weber. At the tackles, number 55, 6'2", 235-pound junior Dalton Peters. And number 56, 6'4", 290-pound senior Gavin Rush. At tight end, number 15, 6'2", 215-pound senior Kyle Schmidt. Then we go out to the wide receivers. At the Z is Todd Honus, the 5'11", 200-pound senior. Working at the X is number 22, 5'9", 160-pound senior Brady Crawford. The fullback is number 44, 6'1", 215-pound senior Hunter Vettel. The I-back, number 23, 5'10", 170-pound junior Preston Dibburn. And the quarterback, number 4, 5'10", 170-pound senior Grant Fox. We'll also see Zach Stevenson, a 6'2", 185-pound junior wearing number 7. And the maverick is Austin Allen, the 6'8", 215-pound junior who has a lot of recruiting interest, including the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Head coach is Kyle Peterson, and they come in with a record of 12-0, defeating Alliance, Gretna, and McCook here in the state championships. For Elkhorn South, their center is number 51, 5'11", 195-pound senior Jack Lyons. At the guards on the right side, number 60, 6'3", 270-pound junior Dixon Luffler. And on the left guard, number 68, 6'1", 280-pound junior Luke Zipke. At the tackles on the left side, number 61, 6'1", 290-pound senior Joe Vodica. And the right tackle, number 78, 6'2", 290-pound senior Shane Henderson, Larry, they've got a 190-pound center, but they've got plenty of bulk around him. Yeah, no question. I mean, you're talking big guys on both sides here. 
at the wide receivers, number five, 6,290-pound senior Connor Ballard, number 19, 6,175-pound senior Derek Vanderlinden, and number 85, 6,390-pound junior Matt Slominski. In the backfield at halfback, number seven, six foot, 190 pound sophomore Moses Bryant. The fullback, number 24, six foot, 190 pound junior Brayton Haley. And the quarterback, number two, six, 175 pound junior Braden Wright. Elkhorn South, also a perfect 12 0 coach by Guy Rosenberg. They defeated Sydney, York, and Omaha Scut here in the state playoffs. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We got a chance also to get a preview of each and every one of our state championship games from Bob Jensen of Huskerland Prep Report. And here's what Bob had to say about Class B. Bob Jensen's with us from Huskerland Prep Report on Monday night. Our Monday night football will be Aurora and Elkhorn South. I think there's two of the six finals kind of played itself out. I mean, it's never perfect. And this one uh, is very close to it in Class B. Aurora, two close wins. Elkhorn South with an unbelievable great game uh, to squeeze by Omaha Scott. What do you got here in B? I'll tell you what, Biddy. You you find a way to beat Scott twice in one season. You must have something. And I did see Elkhorn South earlier this year. Um, The the fascinating thing, and I I saw Aurora too, but the thing that's going to be fascinating it's going to be the line play. I tell you what, Aurora's got a big old bunch of horses up front. They've been moving people around all year. I don't know if they've seen anybody quite like Shane Henderson. Uh, he's the main man in that Elkhorn South line. He's he's an outstanding defensive player and even better on offense. Uh, they're going to run behind him a lot. They're going to really challenge people like Kyle Schmidt, the inside linebacker, one of my boys. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, I, I tell you what, Aurora has found a way to win games. Uh, it is ironic that one of the common denominators is both teams won uh, beat York by, beat York by three points, which of course goes over big in York. But I, I just got a feeling in the end, Aurora's balance on offense is is pretty great, and I think. They're going to, I think Aurora's going to find a way to win the ball game. Bob Jensen of Huskerland Prep Report with his Class B preview. And you've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. Aurora and Elkhorn South kick it off for the Class B championship when we return. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Here in the heartland of America, we need hard-working trucks. For working, tailgating, a truck gets the job done. At Tom Dinsdale, we promise first-rate customer service, and our extensive inventory and new facility will make your car buying experience a pleasure. From Omaha to Denver, don't buy anything without checking Tom Dinsdale Automotive in Grand Island. Tom Dinsdale, your truck Nation. 
Doug Duda, Larry Baker, ready to go. Our field conditions brought to you by Pioneer Seed Representative Craig Weeches. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. With Craig Weeches, your Pioneer Seed dealer, science with service, delivering success. Obviously, the field here at Memorial Hill Stadium is in pristine condition as far as the weather. 49 degrees, winds out of the east at 8 miles an hour, feels like 46, and it should be a great night for Class B football, Larry. Yeah, no doubt about it. This is going to be a great game, Doug. Uh, both teams know how to play defense, but both teams are very electric on offense. And Elkhorn South, you know, uh, they're going to come out, and you're going to see uh, right off the bat Moses Bryant, you know, uh, quite a story. He's just a sophomore. At this level, Doug, you most generally don't see that type of production out of a young man. Uh, here he is coming into this one, over 1,000 yards, rush for 1,000 yards last year as a freshman. Uh, already lots of big Division One looks for Moses Bryant. Nebraska's on the radar with him only as a sophomore. So uh, you're going to see some big-time guys tonight. Aurora in Memorial Stadium for the first time since winning back-to-back state championships in 2008 and 2009. Elkhorn South here for the first time in still this young school's history. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see uh, Class B not represented by them in the field of four you know, come semi-time for a long time. It's a a community with a lot of tradition, another new high school in it. And, I mean, Doug, you look down there, it looks like a college team with the number of kids they have out. Cade Pilkington and Derek Vanderlinden due back for Elkhorn South. And to kick it away for Aurora, Alex Kubik. Kubik has it on the tee, and we are ready for the Class B State Championship. From right to left, Aurora, Elkhorn South, left to right. As you view it along your radio dial, kicking from the south to the north is Cubic. And this Class B championship game is underway. The boot will be taken at the 10 bounces and picked up at the 5-yard line. Up to the 10, 15, hole up the middle, 20, 25, 30, and nearly breaking it all the way on the opening kickoff was Vanderlinden. And it'll be first down and 10 south at their 31. A little bit of speed there. You know, he uh, let the thing roll all the way to the five, and when he picked it up, he hit the gas, Doug. So first down and 10 now for Elkhorn South. Now we've got to look all the way to the sides of the field. We can say 50-yard line as the eight-man championships have finished up. And look at this, four wide, and the wideouts go as far wide as they possibly can without standing out of bounds here for quarterback Braden Wright. And on the first play, he's just going to hand it up the middle of the roar, eats it up, no gain. It'll be second down and 10. Yeah, inside zone play there right away to Moses Bryant. And uh, you saw the defense really collapse. Dalton Peters, number 55, did a great job from his DN position. He was left unblocked on that uh, inside zone, and he went straight down the line of scrimmage. Heel line made a great play, Doug. Half a yard, they'll call it second and nine officially at the 32-yard line. Bryant with his quarterback right out of the shotgun. We see it almost all the time. Delayed handoff to Bryant. Couldn't go up the middle, so pops it outside. Gets to the 34-yard line before he steps out of bounds. Going to pick up a couple. It'll bring up third down and seven. Yeah, that was Brayton Haley there on the carry, Doug, for Elkhorn South. And they just ran draw there. Uh, And it was a good draw. They let the receivers get down the field a little bit before they handed it to him. So, Haley, you are indeed correct. Gets the two, and it'll be third down. And all of seven yards to go here on the opening possession of the football game for Elkhorn South. Braden right out of the shotgun, four wideouts. 
Fake the blitz, now drop back in coverage. Right looking left all the way. Deep slant, caught at midfield into Aurora territory at the 48-yard line. The first pass is complete, and that is to Moses Bryant. Yeah, they're playing quarter-quarter on that side, Doug, uh, and that's kind of a stinker that that gets completed because number 44 there, uh, Hunter Vettel, uh, was supposed to get in that slant window, and his drop was a little narrow. So first down and 10 at the 49 of Aurora. Out of the shotgun right. Again, the delayed handoff to Vettel. Starts right, cuts it back up against the seam there, and he's going to get a couple to about the 48-yard line. Not much at all. We'll call it second down and nine. Yeah, and again, uh, for the second time, Dalton Peters comes from his defensive end position, makes that tackle. A lot of energy there, Doug, in that Aurora defensive line. There are some big boys up front, a little bit bigger. Almost there's some college lines that would love to have what Elkhorn South has. Second and eight, empty backfield this time. Trips to the right. They look that way. Short underneath. It is complete into the hands of Vanderlyn. Breaks a tackle 35-30. Down the sideline 25-20. Stutter steps to the 10, and he's going to be inside the 10, but they'll call him out of bounds at the 9. First and goal. Yeah, they started to run those receivers off out of that bunch set. And Vanderlyn just sat down, Doug, and then he just put on a show. Uh, Aurora just kept overrunning him, and he kept stopping and starting and let the guys dive out of bounds. In the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney red zone, stop by and see Platte Valley, your hometown Ford store, second and 42nd. First and goal, opening possession of the game. They had to convert that first third down. Quarterback keeper and just getting what he can right now is going to be Braden Wright sneaks forward for maybe a half a yard. Yeah, this is interesting. Moses Bryan has just been split out as the number two, as you said, all the way to the sideline here. Uh, Elkhorn South wants to run it. They've got that 5,000 yards of offense, but three of that, Doug, has been on the ground. And if they can get four guys out of the picture, that gives their big hosses up front even more an advantage of pushing the ball up between the tackles. Second down and goal at the nine. Little 3-4 look here with trips to the right side. Single receiver man coverage. Brian in motion on the jet sweep. They give it to him, and he is swallowed up, but I fell for it. He was swallowed up. The quarterback right takes it off left tackle and goes into the end zone. Yeah, they Boy, ran. I was so impressed by the tackle in the backfield, but he didn't have the ball. Yeah, they ran Zier, Doug. We talk about that again, and for you guys at home, Zier running the guy, uh, the jet motion, and he's going to ride him, and that the uh, guy on the line of scrimmage there, the end guy, they're not going to read him. And if he gets with with the back, the quarterback's going to replace him. Exactly what you saw happen. Everybody fell for it. Trying to get over there was Hunter Holiday, and it just didn't work. The extra point kick is up, and the extra point kick is no good. So Elkhorn South cannot convert on the extra point as it's pushed wide to the right. And with 9.28 to go here in the first quarter, our five points bank touchdown is a nine-yard run by Braden Wright. Elkhorn South scores on the opening possession, a seven-play, 69-yard drive that took two and a half minutes. The Storm, six. Aurora gets the ball when we come back. Nebraska Land National Bank. This is Carol Pelster, Branch Operations Manager at Nebraska Land National Bank in Kearney. During the holiday season more than ever, our thoughts turn gratefully to those who have made our progress possible. And in this spirit, we sincerely say thank you, and we look forward to continue serving you with local people, local decisions, and local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. 
The difference between an average home and a beautiful home may be something as simple as an interior door. And when you choose Mead Lumber, you choose to have a great selection of everything you need for a small home improvement to a complete remodel. Mead Lumber can help you design a floor plan and provide the supplies you need to build it. Mead Lumber is committed to providing quality and sustainable building materials, a strong product mix and selection, competitive pricing and outstanding service, timely delivery, and so much more. Mead Lumber and Carney, building dreams and relationships. The kick is away to Cal Narber. Narber's going to take it on the sideline at the 8, up to the 10. 15 now tries to get away, and he is going to be dropped at the 15-yard line. And that's where the Huskies will start. First and 10, tackle made by number 40. Well, there is no 45 on our roster, so apologize for that. Looks like Taylor Mays is what they say over the PA. So first down and 10 here. For Aurora, as they get ready to snap the ball for the first time. You know, one of the things, Doug, normally in Memorial Stadium, we don't get it because it is such a big venue and it's a high school uh, a school's teams that bring their fans. Elkhorn South has got a lot of people here. This will get loud tonight uh, coming from this uh, West Stadium. Aurora's traveled very well, but as I look down, Elkhorn South has got a lot of people here. And uh, it is a roar when they get going. Well, we have a television timeout at kind of an inopportune time. We've had punts to start our first two games, but now Aurora's ready to go, and NET is taking some time to run some promos, and Aurora's waiting over the football. They're ready to go, and now the ball's blown ready for play. First down and 10. Got that half back in the backfield, and it'll be handed off for the first time here. And not much for Preston Dibburn. Got a yard, maybe two to the 17 off right guard. Yeah, Evan Peterson there, number 79 for Elkhorn South, did a great job getting the uh, uh, first line of attack there. Second down and eight Huskies. No huddle. Back to pass. Fox throws it out here in the flat. Dibburn's got it at the 25, the 30. He's pushed out of bounds across the 32-yard line. And a first down for the Aurora Huskies out to Preston Dibburn. Yeah, Dibburn does a great job there. Connor Childs uh, started to go with him. He just he ran a shoot right out of the backfield, and Childs started to go with him and then kind of gave up on it. Again, lined up, strong to the left side, run a little jet sweep and hand it off to the fullback, and nothing doing there a couple of yards up to the 34-yard line as they were ready on that one to bring Dibburn down as they sent in motion Todd Honus. Yeah, pretty impressive there was Shane Henderson. He's six foot two ninety for Elkhorn South. His ability to move. He got down the line of scrimmage there, Doug, and made a really nice tackle. Second down and eight, and they had a false start. I think the wide receiver at the top, maybe that was Honus, took off too soon. Yeah, and yards are going to be tough to come by in this running game tonight, so Aurora can't get behind the chains here. Wait for our official. Tell us what's going on down there. And that will be it. False start called on Aurora. And that will bring up second down and 14. They seem to have some receivers open down the field. Uh, The running game, you know, the interesting piece is they're playing this too high. You know, they're playing a 4-3. Takes the snap. Dibburn wheel right out of the backfield. Uncovered. Caught. 30-35. Finds a seam. 40. Dies for the first down. Then we get a penalty marker that comes down downfield. Yeah, it's going to be on the tackle, Doug. Dibburn's slow to get up. I don't know if they're going to call spearing. Somebody led with their head here. 
Uh, any yeah, he's reaching to his back, too. Doug, they're going to call something on Aurora here. Aurora is backing up. It would have been about a half yard short of the first down. Again, just a shoot route out of the backfield, and nobody went with him. Holding is the call. They're calling block in the back. I know oh. the, 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 what, uh, I saw the, the play. It was actually way back. It's a terrible call. One that didn't affect the play. No, I mean, it's going to be right at the point of attack. You're going to see it right that now. Nah, that's a, block uh, that's the a good call. I'm wrong. <laughs> that's a good call. I'm wrong. <laughs> I saw it happen live. It was right, at the, right when he caught the ball, but okay, I'm dead wrong. And basically, they're going to lose about three, four yards on the play, so it'll be second down and 17. Mark from the spot of the infraction. Fox rolls to his left, stops, has time, has a lot of time, and then just going to throw it away. Intended for Austin Allen, and if you overthrow the 6'8 junior, you're pretty much intentionally overthrowing him, and it'll bring up third down and 17 at their own 26-yard line. Elkhorn South scored on the opening possession. It's 6-0. Yeah, they rolled it all the way to the field side. Set up a good pocket for him out there, Doug. He had plenty of time, but nothing open, and I do think you're right. He wasn't intentionally throwing that away. Brady Crawford to the right, Honus to the left. Allen in the slot to the left. They've actually got trips to the left out here with Levi Sabell. Deborn in the backfield with his quarterback. Grant Fox out of the shotgun, third and long. Steps up, one-on-one down the right side. There's a little hand play, and he overshoots his intended receiver, Brady Crawford, who was turning around to see if a flag would be thrown. But nope, fourth down and 17. Yeah, probably a good call. There was quite a bit of uh, play there, Doug. With the hands, and I think that's uh, what slowed him up just enough, but it was pretty good coverage. When you are set up man-on-man, no help, you're going to have some contact in that first five yards or else they're never going to set you up in that situation. So it'll be Grant Fox to punt it away now for Aurora. Good snap, and he mishit it. Oh, my goodness. He about missed the entire football. That is going to be a punt of less than 15 yards. It goes out of bounds at the Aurora 39-yard line. 14-yard punt, Doug. There's one of those that Fox could not have anticipated. It just happens. Yeah, that was just straight off the side of his foot, as you said, just about missed the ball. And so great starting field position, obviously, for Elkhorn South at the 39-yard line. Spread it out again here for quarterback Braden Wright, up 6 nothing. And a quick little slant out here, complete to Vanderlyn. Vanderlyn at the 30, and he's going to get to the 26-yard line. First down, and Elkhorn South's offense is clicking after those first two plays. Yeah, I can tell you right now, Doug, this quarterback can spin it. Wright picks up another 13 on the play. First and 10 at the 26-yard line. Aurora in danger of going down two scores midway through the first quarter. Would be a rerun of last week. And where they were down 14-0, Vander Linden on the jet sweep. Fake it this time. They do hand it off, and this time Aurora is in the backfield. Nothing there for Moses Bryant. He will lose two on the play to the 28, second and 12. Yeah, Austin Allen blitzed off that side, blitzed right into it. And again, you've got Austin Allen, Dalton Peters there as well, but it's Austin Allen, the big boy, that just took it down. You know, he's 6'8", 215. That's a big young man. <laughs> Now Moses Bryant will be in the slot to the left, but again, four wide in the backfield is Haley. Haley with that delayed draw, goes right up the middle, has a little room, gets to the 25, going to pick up 
about three on the play. It'll be third down and nine. And Haley just very delayed draw. They've run that with him about three times now. Yeah, and he's an 800-yard rusher uh, on the season as well. Haley is, Doug. Uh, but this draw is interesting. You're trying to see, are they trying to set something up or, you know, trying to slow down the pass rush? Normally, you see a draw a quarter or something. You know, we've seen four or five here in the first quarter. Third and nine at the 25 of Aurora. Wright takes the snap, back to pass. Has some time, throws over the middle, but overshoots his intended receiver. And that time it was Haley again. And now will we see a field goal attempt? That we will... saw there was plenty of leg on the field goal kicker, which is Colton Bingham, a 6'2 senior, but it doesn't look like they want to try this one. Yeah, extra points and field goals they were kicking in the pregame, Doug, was kind of an adventure. About 35 yarders, yeah. yeah. And what wind we now have would be in their face. So instead of a 42-yarder into the wind, it's fourth and nine. They'll go for it. The storm at the Aurora 25. Fake the jet sweep right in the pocket. Has time over the middle, and it is a one-hand juggling incomplete pass to Connor Ballard. Almost made a circus catch in the end zone, but Elkhorn South will give it over on downs after getting that 14-yard punt. Yeah, that was almost an amazing catch, Doug. And that's a great stand there for the Aurora Huskies. After the terrible punt, you walk off and feel terrible about your situation. That's a big stop for them. So Aurora will take over at their own 25-yard line, trailing 6 to nothing with 6.28 to go here in the first quarter of play. Doug to Larry Baker at Memorial Stadium, the third championship game of the day. Bruning Davenport Shickley and Humphrey St. Francis have won the first two games today. Boy, Aurora's got nabbed by NTV in both possessions here. NET has to show some more highlights, and then they're ready to go. NET. See yeah. there, I'm thinking about home. Yeah. Nah, not our... Not Richard White, not the boys that are here today. That's no, right. Out of the eye formation for the first time, they'll pitch it to Devon. tries to get to the outside, and there's nowhere to go. A lot of speed there for Elkhorn South on the corner, making the tackle after a half-yard gain. Yeah, uh, Brett Ballard there does a great job. He's coming from a corner uh, safety spot, Doug, and he just like he was shot out of a cannon. Second down, we'll keep it at 10. Six minutes to go here. And the I formation again. Fox under center. Turns Dibbern. Gives it to him left side. Not much there. Just a little bit of a hole for two yards up to the 28. Still trying to push forward to the 29-yard line. So a gain of three. It'll be second down to third down. Third down and all of six. Yeah, Connor Childs for Elkhorn South makes the tackle and does a nice job because that ball was cut back, Doug. And he did a good job to stay with it and make that tackle for just a short gain. little defensive line change here. Honus in motion. Fake it to him. Rolling right as Fox has running room, but decides to throw. Throws it behind Allen, but I think he makes the catch and hangs on at the 40 and goes out of bounds at the 44. Great catch by the big fella in Austin Allen. First down, Huskies. Unbelievable catch. Colton Bingham was, had good coverage there. That was just a great throw and a catch. It was just on the wrong side of his body, but the big fella hauls it in. First and 10 at the 44. Fox, wide receiver screen, complete out here in the flat, gets it to Crawford. Crawford gets into Elkhorn South Territory to the 45 to the 44, and another Husky first down. So back-to-back chain movers for Aurora. Yeah, and you'll see Aurora move quicker and quicker, Doug. They're trying to get up and get it snapped. 
They don't like to mess around. They like to get a lot of plays in the game. Might be some tired young men when this fourth quarter rolls around. Left. Honus the top, the wide side of the field here. On first and ten, Fox takes the high snap, hands it off to Dibber and runs right into the defensive tackle for a gain of two to the 42-yard line. Yeah, Tanner Mayo, number 44 there, just lowered the boom. That was a great job. What, what's happening is Dibbert's having to cut, Doug. He's not able to just get downhill. He's got to cut immediately on nearly every play. On second down, passes in no man's land. A little miscommunication there between Honus and Fox. He needed to throw the shoot route again, Doug. They're not running with that back out of the backfield. Uh, he needed to throw that again. That's the third time we've seen him come out. The other two were completed. Honus sat down a little quicker than Fox was anticipating there. And on third down and nine at the 42-yard line of Elkhorn South, Aurora goes trips to the wide side. Time to throw. They find Allen the tight end, makes the catch, but he is not going to get the first down at the 37-yard line. They're going to need about three on fourth down. Boy, he's tough. That tight end is a big kid. Getting a lot of interest here these last couple of months. Aurora will not hesitate. They'll line up to go for it. 4.15 to go in the first quarter. Elkhorn South 6, Aurora nothing. The Class B State Championship here on ESPN Radio. KXPN Kearney, KICS Hastings, 4th and 3. Fox, 3-step drop. Wide open out in the flat. It is complete to Allen again at the 30 to the 27. He'll be gang tackled and thrown backwards, but they convert. And somebody missed an assignment there because Allen was left all alone. Yeah, that was... Great play. You know, he does a nice job with the ball after the catch, Doug. That's, I mean, that uh, young man's come out and had a really big impact so far in this first half. Just a junior. You know, you got that big old boy coming back next year. Three receptions, 31 yards for Allen, and continuing to grind out yardage. Out of the eye formation. They'll give it to Dibbert again. Has a hole off the left side. 25-20. 15 breaks a tackle. Stays on his feet and gets into the end zone. And Aurora has tied the game on a 26-yard touchdown run by Preston Dibbert. Doug, that was as good a run as you're going to see at any level of football. They had a wing to that side. They pulled the guard. The backside guard stuck the fullback in there. Old school power. He had to make two little moves in the hole. And then he breaks a couple tackles and just showed great leg drive. They line up in a strange two-point conversion look. There is a T on the field. And they will run it. Two points right up the middle going into the end zone for the two-point conversion is the fullback, Hunter Vettel. And so they got what they wanted there. And with 3.42 to go in the first quarter, Aurora has taken the lead in the Class B championship game, 8-6 to six over Elkhorn South. Our five points bank touchdown is a 26-yard run from Preston Dibburn. We'll kick it off after this. Shop local. Shop Small Business Saturday at Gary Michaels Clothiers in downtown Hastings and Kearney. Entire store, buy one item, receive the second at 50% off, excluding Brighton and special orders. All outerwear, 30% off, from leather jackets to wool coats. Entire stock, men's suits and sport coats, from traditional to slim fit, now 30% off. Ladies, take an additional 20% off, select clearance racks. Support Small Business Saturday. Personal service and professional tailoring, Gary Michaels Clothiers, downtown Hastings and Kearney. 
Doug Duda, Larry Baker. We had an opportunity to run into Amani Cross at dinner last night. He would have liked that run by Preston Dimmer. Yes, he would have. It looked about the same. That's exactly right, Doug. Big and tough. So Aurora takes the lead here. And the state football championships are brought to you in part by Tom Dinsdale Autoplex in Grand Island. All you need to know in central Nebraska is Tom Dinsdale Autoplex and TomDinsdale.com. Aurora 8 and Elkhorn South 6, a 9-play, 75-yard drive that took 246. Both teams had to convert a fourth down on that one, actually. Allen hauling it in, and now the kick is away by Kubik. And it is a squibber that is still on the ground at the 19, finally picked up there by Vanderlyn, and he is going to be ridden down at the 23. So they didn't like what happened last time. Apparently don't have the leg to get it into the end zone. They squib it. Yeah, I love that. And it laid there for a long time. You know, the Aurora Huskies are only about one step away from the football. And the other thing is, if the Omaha or Elkhorn South uh, a guy bobbles that thing a little bit, Aurora gets the ball right there. Anytime it's right by the sideline and doesn't kick out, that's when the return guy's going, really? (laughs) And then has to take those two extra steps and scoop it up. So the Storm has shown the ability to move the football so far. But Aurora also has 101 yards of offense here in the first quarter. Elkhorn South will send Moses Bryant in motion on the jet sweep, and it'll be the quarterback right to keep it this time. Not quite what he did on the touchdown run. He'll come across the 25 to the 26. Doug, that play puts a tremendous amount of pressure on you, that zero option. And it's, you know, old school veer option, or it's, it's a mix of that and zone read. You know, that's why they call it zero. Uh, on that is you're reading the front side guy instead of reading the backside guy. It puts a lot of pressure on your defense. Second down and six. Again, motion. Again, they'll hand it off to the fullback in Brayton Haley, and Haley will get it up to the 30-yard line. Again, a three more. It'll be third and three. And that's the third option that makes this so tough is you've got the back in the backfield. As they run the motion across, you ride him, and they expect either the ball to be outside or come straight ahead. Instead, the other back gets it on a counter action. 8-6 Aurora, 2.45 to go in the first quarter. Third and three for Elkhorn South at their own 30. Empty backfield, five wide. Pressure from the backside. Right ran into it and spun away. Now he'll throw downfield, and it is intercepted. The Huskies come away with the pick at the 45-yard line. Hunter Holiday. Well, now that's got to make the Huskies happy. Because on that play, uh, 44 for Aurora, excuse me, I lost my place just a hair. Hunter Vettel just flat missed the sack there, Doug. If they get the sack, they've got to punt it instead. Sudden change right here. And Wright could have run for the first down but wanted more and ends up with the game's first turnover. Both these teams turn people over. Both of them are close to 30 takeaways on the season. The pick at the Aurora 46, so just took the lead. Now the ball, twins to the short side. Quarterback wants to roll left. Fox still wants to throw, and he does, but it's incomplete out here at the 40-yard line of Elkhorn South to Brady Crawford. Yeah, they like rolling him out, Doug, and he's got the speed to do it uh, without question. Fox has uh, got a great arm, but he also has really good feet. 2.26 to go, first quarter, Aurora 8, Elkhorn South 6 in the Class B State Championship game here on ESPN Radio and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Trips to the wide side now, and Fox back to pass, looking, looking, throws underneath right of the big red end, and Honus is going to give it a completed catch. 
at the 48-yard line of Elkhorn South. About a six-yard gain. It'll bring up third down and four. Yeah, third and very, very manageable at this spot of the field. Everything in your playbook open here. So Honus, who missed last week because of the injury, gets his first catch tonight. Third and four, out of the shotgun again. Quick little slant, and that time it's deflected and intercepted. It went off Allen's hands, and it's fumbled, and Aurora's got it. Then it's fumbled, and Aurora's got it, a first down at the 42. Holy cow, Doug. The ball should have been caught. It wasn't. It gets picked off and then flat fumbled. Aurora ball, two changes of possession, and it will give them a first down because it's a post-possession fumble. And it looks like it is Jared Peters to save the day. Yeah, post-possession fumble there because there was a complete change of possession. So that's a fresh set of downs. Off of Allen's hands, then picked off by Colton Bingham and then popped out of his hands on first down and 10, going for it all, but double-covered Honus. No chance on that one, and Fox just chucked it over his head. So, so far in the first half, you've got uh, two fumbles by Elkhorn South and one interception uh, by Aurora. Three turnovers so far in this half. Grant Fox shows his arm off right there. But it will be second down and 10. The Huskies... Keep a hold of the football after that strange play. Wide receiver screen out here complete to Crawford. 35 and wrestled down at the 33-yard line. 32-31. Well, you got to make up your mind, side judge. (laughs) He stopped the 33, then he moves it up to the 31, and that's enough for a first down, which is the right call. Crawford showed a lot of wheels there once he made that outside cut, Doug. Did a great job. So Aurora on the move again, quick snap. They'll pitch it this time and know where to go for Dibbern off the right side to the line of scrimmage, and that is all. Elkhorn. And they're on the tackle again, and you've mentioned his name a couple times, Tanner Mayo. Yeah, Tanner Mayo's playing great, Doug. That D line is huge, and they're tough for Elkhorn South, and it's freeing up those linebackers. We will keep you up to date on tonight's Monday night football game between the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills, which we will be joining at the conclusion of our broadcast. Class B final. Fox, wheel route out of the backfield. He throws it to his running back, Dibbern. Short gain to the 29. Yeah, they're just running a straight shoot route out of there, Doug. And at some point, what's going to happen is they are going to come up on it. You said it. It's going to be a wheel, and that thing will be open. Third down and seven at the Elkhorn South 28-yard line. Clock running, and without huddling, some substitutions here by the Huskies. 25 seconds to go, 10 on the play clock. Fox checks it out, and they're ready to go. Vettel in the backfield, they run option to the left side. Fox pulls up, throws again at the 19-yard line. Nice catch enough for the first down by Honus. Boy, I'll tell you what, the tackle is made there by Garrett Streaks, but it just looks like he's going to run option, but there's never a back behind him. Defensively, you can't put that in your mind that he's still going to throw the ball, and he's done it to him about three times. Yeah, that's just straight sprint out, Doug. It's not boot. That's sprint out. And on that sprint out, he's got run pass option there the whole way. See how they lead block that thing out, and that's uh, sprint out. And as soon as uh, they decide to come up, he'll throw it. If not, he's going to run. And Aurora decides they don't need to snap it again, and that's the end of the first quarter of the Class B State Championship game here on ESPN Radio. It's the Aurora Huskies 8, 
and the Elkhorn South Storm 6. First and 10, Aurora at the South 19-yard line when we start the second quarter in a minute. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. On our last episode of As the Wheel Turns, Carl was ending a long-term relationship. Carl, I've seen how you look at other vehicles. You just don't look as good as you used to. That's because you haven't taken me to the Dent Popper. A new spray-on bed liner or bed cover will get people to stare at me. Custom fit floor mats from WeatherTech will make me feel pretty on the inside. Avoid the drama with a trip to the Dent Popper. North of the railroad, First Avenue, on the bricks, downtown Connie. Good crowd on hand, Aurora and Elkhorn South here in the Class B State Championship. High school football brought to you in part by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. First and 10, Aurora at the 19-yard line of Elkhorn South. They have entered the Platte Valley Auto of Carney Red Zone. When you're in the zone to find a newer used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, second and 42nd, Carney's hometown Ford store. Yeah, this is uh, uh, Aurora's got to make money here, Doug. They need to get this thing in the end zone. What started to be a really fast start for Elkhorn South uh, has definitely been stopped. Fox takes the snap. He's going to hand it off to Dibber. Once again, breaking tackles at the 15. Keeps going to the 13, to the 12. A play that looked like it was destined for one. Ends up for seven. Yeah, 1,500 yards in Class B big boy yards, Doug. On the season, you see why he is a tough runner. Well, Mayo didn't get him the first time, but he made sure that he was in on it the second time. Second down, they'll officially call it three at the 12-yard line of Elkhorn South. Aurora already up 8-6. Holiday in motion. They'll pitch it again to Divern, trying to follow the Holiday block, but this time, nothing there. No gain. It'll be third and two. Yeah, it's going to be a long one right out about a yard. I think they could probably do something like they just did again uh, or go with that same set and get it to the perimeter. Difference fast enough to get it to the perimeter, Doug. Well, Fox has been outstanding when he rolls out or sprints out. Ball's on the hash on the left side towards the Aurora bench. Now going left to right. Quick snap. Give it to Dibbern. Hold off the left side. Has the first down. Gets to the seven before Mayo brings him down. Has Mayo got 20 tackles already? I guess. I mean, he is tough in there, Doug. You know, on the season... Uh, he's got 111 coming into tonight. The closest guy on his team has 62, or 94, excuse me, and then it goes to 62. But uh, Tanner's having a heck of a state championship game. So it is first down and goal. Aurora up 8-6. They'll mark it at the seven-yard line. I formation, Holiday slot right. Give it to Dibbern on the handoff. Pops off left side, gets into the end zone. Touchdown, Preston Dibbern for the second time tonight. And the Huskies are up 14-6. Extremely patient, Doug. Uh, when he took that initial pitch, there was nothing there. He kind of lets it set up. And then once he goes to get vertical, look out. Man, just 
Big boy football right there. Seven-yard touchdown run, Dibburn. And they line up in that unconventional look. Last time they ran it and got the two. Now they'll set back and attempt the PAT here with Kubik to try and make it a two-possession game. This will put them up nine. The kick is up, and the kick hit the upright. That's good in Aurora, but not here at Memorial Stadium with the college uprights. So each team has missed a kick, and that keeps your score. Aurora 14, and Elkhorn South 6. Your five-points bank touchdown, a seven-yard run from Preston Dibber. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Stop and think about your future five or even ten years down the road. What are you doing? How are you living your life? If you're picturing yourself in a meaningful job and contributing to your community, UNK can help. We specialize in showing people how to make a difference every day. That's a powerful outlook on life. College awaits. Your application shouldn't. Apply today to UNK and get ahead on scholarships and housing for next year. Learn more at unk.edu. At the Aurora Cooperative, the I Believe in the Future of Ag campaign is in full swing. I Believe is focused on building capacity for the future of FFA at the local and state levels. The Aurora Cooperative is one of 22 corporate sponsors providing a total of $270,000 toward the campaign this year. We hope you will pitch in too. Your donation, along with matching funds, will be sent to the FFA chapter of your choice. Contact your local FFA or Aurora Cooperative for more information and join the Aurora Cooperative in supporting FFA. The Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities. Well, it goes in the books as a nine-play, 42-yard drive, but it was more than that. You did have the play where it was picked off and fumbled on the same play, so Aurora kept possession. Ready to boot it away here, and this one will be a high, short end-over-end kick taken at the 18-yard line up to the 15 or 20, 25, and not a whole lot there for Haley, and he'll be brought down at the 26-yard line. First down and 10, and we got a man down. Yeah, Hunter personally did a great job there. He grabbed onto his leg and just hung on for dear life. And the folks will come out and take a look. It's the Elkhorn South uh, player. Is it Vanderlyn? I think it might be Vanderlyn down there as we look at the replay. So... Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. Injury timeout on the field. Elkhorn South will have it first and 10 at their own 26, trailing Aurora 14-6 with 10.42 to go in the second quarter here in the Class B state championship game. At Care Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at acericare.com. Care Hospice, caring for moments that matter. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. Plus the personal service of Steve Barinol, Tino Martina, TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney, TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. It is Derek Vanderlinden. and he's up and walking off under his own power. 
Don't know if it was an arm or what the story was, but he's coming off the field, and Elkhorn South is ready to start again at their own 26-yard line, now down by a score of 14-6 to here in the second quarter. Just underway in quarter two, 10-42. Seven-yard run by Dibber in his second of the night. Aurora on top here in the Class B championship game. Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you, and Braden Wright decides he's going to hand it off this time, and Aurora's defense is again up to the challenge. No gain on the play as Haley carries it again. Not a whole lot of success for Haley so far on the ground. Now, really interesting that they're going with Haley as much as they are, Doug, and we're not seeing uh, Moses Bryant in the backfield at all. Only one time they ran the draw with him earlier. He's got two carries, negative one yard for Bryant. Now he's in the backfield. So it'll be second down and 10 at their own 26-yard line. And back to pass is right. Has all day. Throws it deep down the middle. He's got Haley. It's complete. 45-40. 35-30. Breaks a tackle. 25. And finally upended inside the 25-yard line by Carter Thompson. And a big play for Elkhorn South. All the way down to the 22. Yeah, Doug. They got him matched up with a linebacker. And he just went right down the seam and just flat out ran him. 52 yards on the completion. And Elkhorn South. In business, just when it looked like things maybe changed there for him a little bit. Yeah, they, that was the matchup. We saw Moses Bryant come back in the backfield, and it was just to get Haley loose. And Haley is back in the backfield on first and 10. And it'll be a quarterback keeper this time right on the delayed quarterback run. He'll jump forward for about a yard to the 22. Whew. Quarterback made the right read there. I mean, you had uh, Dalton Peters just kill the running back crashing down so they're running read option there he made the right read but the secondary filler had done a nice job there 920 to go in the first half aurora 14 elkhorn south six but after the 52 yard pass they are in business second down and 10 at the 22 right back to pass all the way has time throws to the corner of the end zone there's two receivers and the ball is dropped moses bryant had it And then I think he saw his teammate there and took his eye off of it, and the ball falls to the turf, third down and 10. Yeah, he just started bobbling it, Doug. Kind of alligator-armed it just a little bit, not because somebody was going to hit him, but he thought he had it, put his hands out, needed him about another two inches. Yeah, and Hunter Holiday, oh, it doesn't hit him until late. Yeah, he just flat missed it. So third down and 10 now for Elkhorn South at the 22. Went at the back of Bryant. Looks out to his right, flares it out there, and overshoots his intended receiver. Well, they just ran themselves right out of that series, Doug. It's fourth and ten now. And it looks like they will send on Colton Bingham here to attempt a 39-yard field goal with the wind at their back from the right hash. Anytime you're kicking from the hash, that adds a little bit more. And again, these college goal posts just a few feet skinnier than what they're used to at high school, so you've got to be even more precise, and now Elkhorn South didn't have the right personnel, and the storm will burn a timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. 9.03 to go in the first half of play. A 40-39 yard field goal is coming up for Elkhorn South trailing Aurora 14-6. to 
Buzz's Marine has been creating family memories since 1956, and this year was one for the record books. We had a great season, and you reap the benefits. We have more premium used boats than ever before, detailed and indoors. Financing is available, so stop in now. Get the perfect boat that is right for your family. Don't miss out. Get here before our 36th annual used boat show in January. View our used inventory online at buzzesmarine.com or stop by to browse through our 60,000 square feet of indoor showrooms. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. Well, Elkhorn South has attempted seven field goals, it looks like, this year. I think they're going to go for it. Yeah, Doug, and this happens a lot of time. The personnel's not quite right. You call timeout, and you talk yourself out of it, and you go for it. Exactly what's going to happen here. I thought there was a chance of that. You see that a lot of times. You send them out, the personnel isn't right, and it just gave yourself a little time to think about it. Fourth and 10 at the 22, Slominski and Bryant to the left, twins to the right. Right looking, scrambling, in trouble, hit, brought down, brought down. And in fact, coming out of there with the football, it looks like, was the Huskies and William Bolton. But they say, oh, no, it's going to be right here. Nonetheless, it did not work out for Elkhorn South. He just didn't get comfortable. He had time to throw the ball and just didn't see what he was. I think he was looking tight end down the right seam there, and that's when the play broke down. And then it started to collapse, Doug. I'm really impressed with how this Aurora defensive line is playing. They're playing fast, physical, great hand play, shedding their blocker. They're just really relentless. So after the 51-yard completion, no points for Elkhorn South. And Aurora, after falling down 6-0, now up 14-6 with the ball at their own 25. Dibburn, left side. Drags a defender a couple of yards up to the 28. Yeah, Doug, and I'm just telling you, that was Shane Henderson again, and I'll just say it. He's six foot 290, and, I mean, he's flying to the ball. That kid can run. Got some kids that are going to be playing big time Saturday right here in front of us at tonight's Class B Championship. Twins to the wide side, and Fox looks to the left. Stop route. Complete on the hitch, the 40, the 45, and again, it is Crawford for an Aurora first down. Yeah, that was a great job there. Uh, Garrett Streaks there on the coverage. Just let it get a little bit behind him, Doug. So Aurora and Grant Fox moving the football here. Good night so far for Fox. Man, he's already 11 of 16. This time he'll hand it off to Dibber, and they waste no time. He gets a couple to the 49. Yeah, you're seeing high tempo out of Aurora, and it's very impressive what they're doing. I just think they're playing a relentless brand of football right now. They're willing to run and get after you. So 11 of 16, 105 yards for Grant Fox. And will make it second down and seven at their own 49-yard line, leading 14 to six. Man in motion left to right. They fake that and go to Dibburn back against the running back that was coming in motion. He'll get into Elkhorn South Territory to the 47-yard line, a gain of about six on the play for Dibburn. Yeah, Elkhorn South starting to get to the play just a step slow, Doug, and I don't think it's because they're tired. I think that Aurora's doing a really good job at mixing up what they're doing in their run game. Coach Kyle Peterson has them clicking right now. Five wideouts. Fox, the play is dead before it gets started. Elkhorn South, Aurora went empty there, and Elkhorn South must have had a blitz called because all their coaches were screaming and trying to get it called off, Doug. 
And Aurora, it's going to be a false start. They're going to back them up. So now this becomes third and really kind of long, not medium. Third and eight. And back in Husky territory, Aurora 14, Elkhorn South 6. 7.20 to go in the Class B championship game here at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln on KXPN Kearney, KICS Hastings, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. So out to the left is Brady Crawford. Dibburn was in the backfield. He'll flank his quarterback to the left, and Fox takes the snap. All the way out here to Allen. Makes the completion, and a man misses at the 50, and an ankle tackle at the 46. We'll leave him two yards short of the first down. They are challenging Elkhorn South to tackle big Austin Allen one-on-one. Yeah, I love it. They're just, and you know, he's got a big enough arm, Fox does, to get it out there, and I do like it. Fourth and two or three here, you're in that tough spot because you're not going to gain much. They're at the 46-yard line of Elkhorn South, and it doesn't look like they're sending in the punting unit. Now, remember, Fox is the punter, the quarterback, so he could pooch it. They'll line up and go for it. Fourth and two at the 46. Play clock down to five. Man in motion, two, one, and they'll have to call a timeout. That's what happens when you take that six seconds extra to decide what you're going to do. Then you have to burn the timeout here. I think, Doug, that was on purpose to give themselves more room. They sent the guy in motion, went hard count, almost got the Elkhorn South guy to jump. That was on purpose there. Try to get the the offsides, and if not, give yourself five more. You're in no man's land here. If you kick it into the end zone, you gain 25 yards. That's not enough in a high school game. So you want to back it up and try to help yourself a little more. But they called timeout. Right. Instead of taking the delay of game and getting the five yards. Well, yeah, well, maybe I'd have taken the extra five. 6.13 to go here in the first half of play. It's Aurora 14, Elkhorn South 6. This time out brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Well, the Huskies now lining up as if to go for it for real. Bunch left. Trips to the left. Pooch kick it. And they're going to roll it that way. Grant Fox got his man wide open, throws it back against the grain, and it is tipped and incomplete, trying to get it into the hands of Allen and wide open. Wide open, Zach Stevenson. Nobody within 15 yards of the young man. And it'll be first and 10 for Elkhorn South. And I don't know how Fox didn't see him. That's the way he was rolling, but he had his eyes on Allen the entire way. Yeah, maybe scores, Doug. Uh, Maybe scores. Everybody went with Allen there. Yeah, they're showing the replay. My good gravy. I don't think he'd have scored. There were some eyes looking that way, but they realized how wide open he was. So Aurora gives Elkhorn South great field position at their own 46. They got to bow their neck here. With the lead, you can be a little bit aggressive on some of that. 6.07 to go here in the first half. 14-6 Aurora. Three good ones and competitive ones so far today here in the finals. Braden Wright delayed handoff to Moses, and Moses Bryant will squirt towards the midfield stripe just short at the 49, a gain of three, second and seven. 
maybe part of it is, Doug, they just keep running this draw. I mean, there again, they ran it. It may just be they don't feel like they can run the ball directly at Aurora conventionally with as tough as Aurora's D-line is, and that's why they're getting this two-by-two two set all the way to the sideline and then run and draw. Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you here at Memorial Stadium on second. Get down, right, quick snap, quick throw, and it is knocked out of the hands of Matt Slominski. Good defensive pressure by the Huskies. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hunter Pursley uh, just put the hammer down there, and that's what knocked the ball out. So here, third and long again. Elkhorn South seems to be living in this right now. Yeah, boy, they have had a couple of nice plays, had a good march. Uh, had to convert third down. Good march to start things off, and Elkhorn South's going to have to burn a timeout here. Play clock's at five. They're not even over the ball, and there is the timeout, the second one for the Storm. So, again, it doesn't matter what level of high school ball it is, from six-man to D2 to A and anything in between, those yardage situations where you have to take an extra second to determine the play always seem to end up in burning the timeout. Oh, yeah, Brought you, to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. You see it in the NFL. You see it in Division One. You see it all the way around. It's not easy. High school especially where you only get 25 seconds. We'll take a break. Be right back. With over 60 years of experience, Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating is the company to trust with all your heating needs. Winter will be here soon. Is your heating system ready? Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Kelly and the crew will check out everything on your furnace or heat pump to make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 995-4481 or on the web at andersonbros.com. Third down, seven for Elkhorn South at their own 49-yard line, trailing the Aurora Huskies 14-6 here in the Class B State Championship game on ESPN Radio. And quarterback Braden Wright takes the snap, wants to go for it all. Down the left sideline, he's got Slaminski, makes the catch, got his foot in inside the 25, steps out at the 21-yard line, a gain of 30 yards. Yeah, and Aurora defender just kind of gave up on that a little bit, Doug. He didn't think the ball was going to go to his guy, and it did. Yeah, his teammates are over there talking to him. Over the head of Holiday, and boy, very close there. Slaminski just got that big right foot in bounds because the left one came down hard out of bounds. Well, and that happened right where it says Tom Osborne Field where the Michigan State play happened. And it was good. First down and 10. Fake to Bryant. He'll take it around the right side and get inside the 20 to about the 17, close to the 16. Yeah, straight jet sweep there. Showed the same zero look, and that time for the first time tonight, they gave it. Gain of five, second down and five. Elkhorn South, chance to possibly tie this football game with a touchdown and two-point conversion. Second down and five. Moses Bryant in motion. Fake the handoff to him. Give it to the fullback. A little room there. Trying to recognize Aurora makes the tackle at the 12-yard line. Haley is in there again. Short of the first. A gain of four. Third and one. Yeah, Aurora is making them work for every single inch, Doug. Uh, but Elkhorn South has put this drive together. They had to rely on a big play, but they're doing a nice job. Third down and a long one. 
South will spread it out again. Slominski wide left. Haley in the slot left. They've got Moses Bryant in the backfield. And they will give it to him, and he is going to lose yards. Bakes away, gets to the corner, and thrown down. Good open field tackle at the 14-yard line by Aurora's Kyle Schmidt. Boy, Bryant looked like he was going to lose a bunch of yards and was able to break free. Yeah, Doug, and we'll see if Hunter uh, is able to continue here. Hunter Holiday got absolutely crushed, and it looked to me like he was out when he hit the ground. He's up now. And the other one, to be quite honest, is Gavin Rush. Looked like he went out as well on this thing. They're going to, boom. I mean, those are two terrible hits. If they lose those two guys, and Gavin Rush, his knees uh, got taken out terrible on that play. Rush being helped to the sideline. Holiday being helped to the sideline. Boy, that was serious. I mean, holy cow, what a hit. Moses did a great job keeping his feet. They had him for about a four-yard loss. Instead, a loss of about a half a yard, and it'll be fourth down and two. Again, foregoing a field goal, they are going to line up to go for it. Fourth and two at the 13-yard line. Different look this time, and they will simply hand it off up the middle, and it's going to be close. I don't think so, Doug. It's going to be close. Aurora says no. Elkhorn South says yes. They gave it to Moses Bryant off the left side. Look at the replay. Uh-uh. No. no way. Wrapping him up and throwing him backwards was Grant Johnson. It's all about the spot. They have him short of the 11. He needs to get to the 11. And out comes the chain gang, just like Carney Towing and Repair would do for you if you were stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home. Carney Towing and Repair. We've missed a couple today, Larry, so I'm not positive, but it sure looks short. I think, yep. And it is. Aurora celebrates, but again, it's barely short. Nose of the football, and uh, Huskies will take over at their own 12. Yeah, and now they're going to have to do this without their best offensive lineman, Doug. I mean, a Division I offensive lineman uh, in rush. You know, he's, he's going up to play with somebody we all know, Coach Christensen up at South Dakota State. Uh, so we'll see how that works here uh, moving to offense. He's by far their best offensive lineman. So 3.53 to go before halftime in the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. We'll look at our game so far today and preview the three that are yet to come tomorrow. And Aurora will come up over the football with Fox and the pistol. He will turn. He will hand it off. Dibburn bounces outside 15, breaks a tackle 20, first down to the 22. Boy, Doug, you just have the feeling any one of these at some point is just going to go straight into the end zone. I mean, he has just got unbelievable burst, balance, great leg drive. He broke a couple of tackles on his 26-yard run, then popped it in for a 7-yard run. And they are showing Gavin Rush being attended to over on the Aurora bench right now, working those legs, checking those knees that already have the big braces on them. Different look in the backfield right now. Offset, kind of the half diamond. You can call what that is, Larry, if you want. Dibburn across the 25, and he's going to come down to about the 27. Yeah, what they're doing there is they're just setting up in their uh, regular pistol set and they're putting a fullback in there like an H-back, working him all the way back in uh, behind the guard, and I would right now if I were them simply because 
I think you've got a situation where uh, Dibbern's getting ready to break one, and this is a great sign uh, for um, Aurora. Hunter Holiday has come back on the field, Doug. I was afraid he might be the one that didn't come back. It'll be second down and five at the 28. And before they can get the playoff, looks like Aurora's going to go ahead and burn the timeout. They'll have one remaining with 2.42 to go here in the first half. The timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. It's the Aurora Huskies, 14. Elkhorn South Storm, 6 with the Class B state championship game here on ESPN. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game, from swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back. See Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. And we're ready to go out of the Aurora timeout. Second down, Vettel's in there as the fullback. Inside handoff and trading a little room across the 30th holiday. And so they give it right to him, and he is upended to the 32. He's going to be short of the first down by a yard. Third down and one, so a different play call there for the Huskies. Midway through the first quarter, a field goal by the Patriots. New England three, Buffalo nothing. Yeah, it's an old wing T counter play, Doug, that they ran there. Now they line up in just the old power eye. Vettel the fullback. They give it to Dibburn. Follow him to the outside. Breaks it into the sea. 40, 45, 50. Left sideline, 40, 35, 30. Foot race to the end zone. Preston Dibburn wins the race. His third rushing touchdown of the night. And the Huskies are up 20 to 6. Yeah, that's what we said on this drive, Doug. No surprise here. It just felt like he was going to bust one of those at any time. He breaks a couple tackles and then just flat out runs all of Elkhorn on that thing. Like I said, no surprise. I, I'm not so sure he's not going to be able to do that again and again. You know, you saw the patience there. Two minutes left. They didn't get in any type of hurry up. They just kept handing it to their horse. A 68-yard run by Preston Dibburn. You called it, Lair. Line up in that different look for the extra point. Now they break it back. And the holder for Aurora will be Carter Thompson. Cubic to attempt the extra point. Last one hit the upright. This one is in between the uprights. 2.04 to go in the first half. Aurora 21 and Elkhorn South 6. This time our five points bank touchdown. A 68-yard run by Preston Dibburn. His third of the night. We'll kick it off next. Sure, you know Fanatics is a great place to watch the game and have great food. But Fanatics is also the perfect place for your holiday party. Their party room can be set up for an intimate gathering or a company Christmas party for up to 100. Order straight from the menu, or Fanatics will customize a meal for you and your guests. Enjoy your privacy or join the fun with everybody else at Fanatics. Fanatics does birthday and graduation parties, too. Holiday parties are more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks, Central Avenue, Kearney. 
The Nebraska State High School football playoffs brought to you on ESPN Radio in part by Mary Lanning Healthcare, celebrating 100 years of inspired care, and Nebraska Land National Bank. Carney, local people, local decisions, local ownership. And Aurora, after looking like they might be on the wrong side of a two-touchdown deficit early, they've turned it around 21-6 Huskies. Yeah, that's exactly right. Remember, we started talking about the McCook game last week and how that thing started at one point in this. Melcorn South scored and looked like they could do it again and did not happen. Ready to boot it away here. Returnable kick. Backing up and taking it at the 13-yard line. Up to the 20. Haley's got some room. 30, 35. Left sideline. 40. And shoved out of bounds. Just short of the 45-yard line. Good return by Brayton Haley. And we have found maybe one of the weaknesses of the Huskies is short kicks and kick coverage. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'd be trying to, you know, earlier remember they did that little squiver that seemed to work out. I'd be looking for something like that. The way Elkhorn South does run their offense, Doug, they're built here to get something in the end zone with 155. Aurora does get the ball to start the second half. Kubik, the kicker, comes up and finishes off the tackle. So Elkhorn South with one timeout. And 55 yards to travel. Brian out of the backfield, and Braden Wright's going to keep it. The quarterback turns off the right tackle and dives towards midfield. Goes to the 48, a gain of just over three yards. Second down and seven. Doug, I am just crazy impressed with this number 55, Dalton Peters. He has got an absolute legitimate motor. He's six foot 235 and plays like a Mike Backer down there with his hand in the ground. Second down, right. Two-step drop, throws it out here in the flat. Complete and out of bounds is Matt Slavinsky, and we'll have enough for a storm first down at the 44-yard line. Yeah, that was a great tackle in there by Todd Honus. you got to be careful. Those little hitches like that, you miss that tackle. That's six points. Slavinsky got a good frame out here at 6'3", 6'4". First down in 10, a minute 26 to go here in the half. Braden Wright. Three-step drop, has time, over the middle, looks for Moses Bryant and overshoots him. Honus was on his back hip, second down and 10. Yeah, Austin Allen was converging as well, but a better thrown ball uh, hits Bryant, and Bryant runs with that. Uh, I would not want Austin Allen converging on me. Oh, gosh, you said it. (laughs) A A crossing pattern into Austin Allen? Don't. Don't. There's a lot of feel. Don't do that to your receiver. Second down and 10 at the 44 of Aurora. Moses Bryant in motion. Jet sweep. And Wright's going to keep it, but runs right into the pile. He knew as soon as he pulled it back, he made the wrong decision. And he's going to get a yard. It'll be third and nine. Yeah, they had set the edge on the outside, Doug. Had Elkhorn South uh, uh, without question. If Moses gets that ball, Moses Bryant, he was going to run. They had blocked Austin Allen out there. Grant Johnson in the middle of it again. Trying to get a first down and maybe get some points before halftime. Elkhorn South, right, empty backfield. Time, down the right seam. Here's Haley, makes the catch at the 15, the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Elkhorn South. A 43-yard touchdown pass. It's Brayton Haley. Yeah, they had the exact same thing that we saw in the big play earlier that they didn't score on. They just ran him right into the seam. They got him matched up on an inside linebacker there with Jared Glenn and he just ran by Glenn. Glenn tried to jam him, and he stayed with the jam too long. 
you always tell your guys, if you're going to jam him, knock his teeth out, don't let him move, or come off of it and run with him. Don't get caught in both. You'll see the jam, Doug, and he's not able to stay with him, and he just outruns him. The extra point kick is up, and it is good by Colton Bingham, so they don't chase the two-point conversion here with 46 seconds to go in the first half of play. A big score by Elkhorn South. Our five-points bank touchdown is a 43-yard pass from Braden Wright to Brayton Haley, and your score, Aurora 21, Elkhorn South 13. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery in Kearney, Nebraska is excited to welcome Dr. Nolan May to its team. As a Nebraska native with training in orthopedic surgery and sports medicine, Dr. May is excited to bring his knowledge and skills to Husker Loper Nation. Call 308-865-2570 today to learn more about Dr. May and New West Sports Medicine or to schedule an appointment. No referral is necessary and all major insurances are accepted. Call 308-865-2570. Doug Duda, Larry Baker here on ESPN Radio. And, Larry, they are doing a great job on that offensive line for Elkhorn South because they can run that play that they have done two or three times because Wright has time to set the pocket and let it develop. Yeah, he did a great job there, and he just held that just long enough. Uh, Two big plays in the scene. There will have to be an adjustment made there by Aurora because they're getting these speedsters matched up on inside linebackers that aren't fast enough. The kick is away. It'll be taken at the 9-yard line. The Huskies will bring it up to the 10, the 15. little room, 20, 25, 30. 35 left side, 40. Penalty flag comes out. The tackle made it to 42, and that flag goes way back there at the 13-yard line. Yeah, I don't know. You watch it and tell me what you think. I didn't think it was, but I was wrong earlier. So we'll see here, but it's going to be a block in the back all the way back. That now changes it, 38 seconds left. If you're backed up uh, in the neck of your own uh, end zone, you got to be a little more careful. Without that, that thing had set them up, Doug. Yeah, where well, they could possibly take a crack here, but Aurora's going to get the ball to start the third quarter. No need to do anything crazy, but crazy's giving the ball to Preston Dibber. Why yeah, not? Why wouldn't you? I, I, I'll, I'll say it again. Their offense hasn't been goofy stuff down the field. Their offense has been all about um, moving this thing uh, with their eye back. And I want you to watch this and tell me if you think it was. Yeah, I suppose his helmet was behind. Yeah, just close. Of course, they're going to line up in victory formation. The last thing you want to do is fumble it, and that could happen. So just take it, knee it, get to the locker room. That penalty pushed it back to the six-yard line, and the officials will do a good job of probably not getting the ball set for play until the 25-second clock will be no factor. And that's exactly the case. So Aurora will not have to snap it again here before halftime, and they won't snap it again. So the final few seconds will run off the clock. No, timeout, Elkhorn South. I actually like the move. Don't let them off the hook. Make them snap it. Okay, Elkhorn South will. They wasted some time doing that. I kind of struggle, actually, with the official there. The official literally was trying to get that inside the 25-second clock. That's no good. Yep, definitely. That ball was ready to go at about the 32-second mark, and they just let it run down a little bit. So timeout called by Elkhorn South. It is their final timeout. So Aurora has to take a knee once again. It is the state championship in Class B, Aurora 21, and Elkhorn South 13. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. First half stats, score updates from earlier today in Monday Night Football, and we will preview what's coming up tomorrow as well. May even have a special 
halftime guest. So let's see what happens. They'll take the knee, and that should now get us to halftime. With your score, Aurora 21 and Elkhorn South 13 in the Class B state semifinals. We will be back with the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report after this. I think you go into nursing because you have a vision of being able to make a difference in people's lives. I remember the nurse when I was a child and going to the doctor's office. I just, that was what I always just wanted to do. It's the nurses that make the difference as to whether a patient really feels good about being here and feels like they're in good hands. I think the nurses gained status because they lived it number one, but they also brought all that knowledge and expertise from many years of dealing with pretty much any situation that they might run into. They became respected by the medical staff as very highly qualified registered nurses. So I'm, I'm kind of proud of that. Celebrating 100 years of inspired care. Mary Lanning Healthcare. And welcome back to uh, Memorial Stadium here in Lincoln, where it is time for the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. Halftime of the Class B State Championship. It's the Aurora Huskies 21 and the Elkhorn South Storm. 13 with our producer engineer Jeff Ekstrom and Larry Baker. I'm Doug Duda, where we have some other sports news for you. The Division II NCAA volleyball brackets were announced tonight, and the University of Nebraska at Kearney has made it into the Central Region as the five seed, and Concordia St. Paul once again is the host. UNK will play in the first round against the MIAA regular season champions from Central Oklahoma. And as the 4-5 seed, they're on the same side as Concordia St. Paul. On the other side, Central Missouri, who won the MIAA Conference Tournament Championship, goes in as the number two seed. Wayne State will be their opponent. Wayne State gets really the last at large because Southwestern Oklahoma is in the GAC, and their winner gets an automatic bid. So Wayne State was the last team in. And Washburn has also made it in against Southwest Minnesota State. So... Four members of the MIAA, three from the Northern Sun and Southwest Oklahoma out of the greater Atlantic, uh, whatever it is, <laughs> the GAC. I apologize that I don't remember that right off the top of my head. So the Loper Volleyball team will be in action coming up this weekend. The official times uh, have yet to be uh, reported. So we'll keep an eye on that for you as well. Monday Night Football going on tonight. They are just about ready to wrap up the first quarter of play, and it is New England 3 and Buffalo nothing at the end of the first quarter. So coming up, we will have the first half stats and a whole lot more. Stay with us here on ESPN. 
Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Here in the heartland of America, we need hard-working trucks. For working, tailgating, a truck gets a job done. At Tom Dinsdale, we promise first-rate customer service, and our extensive inventory and new facility will make your car buying experience a pleasure. From Omaha to Denver, don't buy anything without checking Tom Dinsdale Automotive in Grand Island. Tom Dinsdale, your truck. And welcome back to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Halftime of the Class B Championship. It is Aurora 21 and Elkhorn South 13. This halftime in the evening is usually a little bit longer uh, because you'll have a little more entertainment from the A and B teams, but you will also have the Believers and Achievers and a variety of other uh, announcements that will be going on. The what? Nonsensical things. <laughs> I'm grousing tonight, Dougie. No, I, I bring in the angry Stu Pospisil. <laughs> Because we can't talk to Bob all the time. Well, <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> I'll just I'm, I'm just angry. We should be calling this the Bare Bones Memorial Stadium. They've got two elevators off for the biggest game of the night. they got two scoreboards off. And you can't get a piece of food unless you're on the second floor. With, for one, one concession stand on this side. Come on, Nebraska. Come on, NSAA. Let's do this right. Well, you know why? We're paying all these coaches' salaries at the university. Past and present. Yeah. So we got to save some cash. <laughs> Can't get a hot dog on level three. Well, did you see what they're talking about? Paying less miles to potentially leave LSU between fifteen and twenty million. That's obscene. Just because, uh, yeah, we're kind of tired of you. Yeah, you yeah, lost three in a row. You you forget the national championship. You forget the conference championships. You just got beat by Old Miss. Lot going on. <laughs> a lot going on in the world of sports uh, with. Moving into the winter sports season, but uh, let's talk a little football here. And then, my goodness, when does the bat? When does the basketball preview come out? <laughs> hey, jamboree games. I think start oh, either tonight or tomorrow. Tonight, we got some back in our area. Uh, Bertrand, I think one of those. I, I, I ran into a, a Bertrand mother someplace, her. and she said, "Well, we're playing on the Monday." I said, "You are?" I said, "That's only like a week into the." practice season so yeah. way too early but uh you know let's get football done and then we'll worry about who saint cecilia is going to be beating up on there has been a <laughs> lot of discussion here just not not just the last two days but coming down and being around the coaches clinic yesterday and today a lot of discussion about what we are going to see and talking with nate newhouse who's in charge of, of football for the nsaa the landscape of high school football and how it will change in the next two years with a number of 11-man schools going to eight. Not that many uh, schools now in C1 and C2. In fact, it sounds like there'll be 87 11-man schools. That means 44 and 43 schools, 43 in C1 and 44 in C2. How some of that is going to affect everything, maybe not so much in A and B, Stu, but a lot of things going down in the smaller classes. It is, and, you know, besides just the enrollment numbers and, and the people shifting down, you've got fewer kids playing football. I'm going to be real interested to see what the participation number is at the end of this year 
compared to the past couple. We've been down about 400 in the past five years from 2000 to 2014. I think we see a drop maybe comparable to that in, in one year from what we're hearing, you know, what, what happened this year. And I fear for football. I really do. I'm not sure we're going to see it in 10 or 15 years for a variety of reasons. And unless, unless it's in the bigger schools or, and you know, there's so many factors you, you, you've got lack of, you know, kids whose parents are afraid of having them come out. You've got uh, the injury factor just, on on the whole, I, I got a email from Clint Jones, who's at Twin River now. He says they're younger kids. They see their kids in the hall. They have crutches and knee braces, and you know they're middle school kids. They're wondering, do I really want to come out and play football because of how hazardous? And then you got other kids that are in this Xbox generation that aren't active, or and there's other sports too. And then you've also got some sports, especially in the larger areas, where they're demanding year-round activities, such as baseball. And so now you, you cut into the pool even more. And we have talked over the last four to six years how the haves and the have-nots are getting farther and farther away. And if you are a program that can't get over the hump that is one in seven every single year, and you know that your team is going to be one in seven, two or six, there's a lot of kids that don't want to be part of the rebuilding process because they know they're going to get hammered for a couple of years before they have any uh, opportunity. So I ask you, you, you're at the NSAA meetings, almost every single one of them with a handful of, of state media. What is the biggest challenge for the NSAA and football during this cycle? I, th- I think the NSAA needs to either take off the number for eight-man eligibility or set it up at about 100 because they're, they're just discouraging even co-ops with the 83 number. And I know the thought has been we've got to preserve 11-man football. we got to preserve football. I don't care if it's 11, 8, or 6. You've got to be able to take two schools. We'll, we'll take two in your area, Elwood and Loomis. And I haven't heard if they're both going to go 6 or if El, Elwood's looking for a place to go. And I, don't I know think Elwood's going 6, yes. Well, I think Loomis might too. They ought to be together, at least in a co-op, and playing eight-man football. But because their number combined would be above the 83, you know, Loomis would be the one taking Elwood in, and they're going, well, we don't want to be ineligible for the playoffs, and we don't want to play 11-man. So until we get that number up to where you can take now, the, right, right now almost everybody that's eligible to combine is sitting at 40 or more. Our schools under 40 have already had to make the, the bite. And do it. Now we're looking at those schools 40 or 50 and the NSAA and the board. They could do it, they could do it next week if they wanted. They've got to move that number up or drop it to not only foster co-ops, but encourage mergers. Because there are places that you've got schools eight miles apart. Let come on. What type of education are these kids getting? And and no area is growing aside from the metro areas. You know, they're Mullen, from what I've heard, they've got two classes back-to-back where there's three kids in the class, boy-girl combined, three kids. Now, what's going to happen to the Broncos? How are you going to have a sports program when two of your four classes through a, a cycle have a total of six kids? And then you look at a combination today at Chambers-Wheeler Central. They had 15 kids suited out here, so it, it can be done. 
uh, now, playing well, in the state championship. Well, CWC is having to add oh, Ewing yeah. next yeah. year because with graduation and, and incoming freshmen, they were going to have 10. And I don't know what the freshman number is, and I haven't looked at – I just haven't had time to count how many seniors they had. But you cannot depend on freshmen no. to, to be varsity players. I mean, they're, they're little guys. They're 14, 15 years old, and you're trying to put them out on the field. And it's even worse when 11-man teams have to put – Laurel, Concord, Coleridge was putting 80-pound freshmen out as defensive backs this year just to stay going. You know, they forfeited one or two games and kept, picked a couple games that they thought they were competitive with down the stretch they could keep. That's still unfair. I mean, that that's that's almost uh, well. That is unsafe. Let, let's let's just be honest. That that's a, an unsafe situation that I, we're trying to avoid in football. Stu Pospisil, prep sports editor of the Omaha World Herald, with us here at halftime. It's twenty-one thirteen. Aurora with the lead right now over uh, Elkhorn South. So we are in the halftime of the Class B. What about A and B? It seems like it's settled down. I don't think it's settled down. I, we have major problems with Class B. What do we do with it? Because the middle is pushing out. You're getting those larger, you're getting the Elkhorn Souths, the Elkhorns, the Gretnas. You know, Norris is going to continue to grow. That, that top is moving towards A, and the bottom is now moving more and more towards C1 level. Next year, uh, Holdridge is at 283 which will be the, they'll be the last one in B. The next largest schools are 45 less, which is Gothenburg and Omaha Concordia. So you've got a wide gap there. I mean, it's not like you've got, you know, 15, 20 schools with between 200 and 300. You've got about 11 or 12. And so that really impacts what you can do. And, you know, I've got, you know, I've had media colleagues say, well, we need to go, you know, thirty-two, forty-eight. We can't do that, especially in football. That is just patently unfair and unsafe for the. You know, I mean, Aurora is doing a nice job. They're one of the smallest schools in B. They're taking on the, you know, the second or the first or second largest school in B this year, and you know, more than holding their own. But not a lot of schools can do that, and that's because Aurora's had such a grand tradition, and you know, from Guggen Moss to Hubert to you know, uh, Kyle Peterson's doing a nice job, but. In home, if if you don't have that tradition, and you're a Platteview or a Skyler, or you know, I think one thing that we maybe should strongly look at is opting down. That if you're in a cycle where you're just not competitive, or you've got numbers issues, those bottom teams can can work down as well. And and maybe B some years is only twenty, but at least you've got a ratio that's equitable enough that you can you can tolerate. It'll be something that. Definitely, and I think a lot of the, just the general fans aren't realizing what's going on out there. This will be a lot going on here when the classifications come out in early December. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised. What? You're going eight-man. I mean, Ravenna's going eight-man. Cambridge's going eight-man. It sounds like Ainsworth is going eight-man with West a ton Hold. of kids. Westhold is going eight-man, and that's really going to deplete. We had C1 seriously look at eight-man. Like Madison, they, they went to a school board vote, and it was 4-2 yeah. to, to keep 11-man, and they're, they're a, a C1 school of pretty decent size. And what's your, what you're also going to see is because that number between C1 and C2 has changed like Aquinas tomorrow, they'll be in C1 for the next two years, which 
probably not a lot of C two teams are going to shed tears. No, no. unless Norfolk Catholic comes down and joins them in C two. Stu, a quick uh, thought on what we've seen here so far. Uh, as you said, boy, we're seeing a great job here by Deborah, and it looks like Elkhorn South can chuck the ball around a little bit. They just haven't made as many connections as they did that first drive. They got stopped a couple times. Aurora had a couple good red zone stops. Uh, Dibburn has impressed me. I didn't realize he had that type of speed. Hadn't had a chance to see them this year. You know, when you hear 42 carries, 42 carries, you're thinking kind of a workhorse, kind of, kind of like a Kyle Wemhoff type back for St. Cecilia. This kid's got wheels, and I don't I, – I, I know Aurora, you know, likes to spread around and, and throw it to Todd and Austin and, and those guys, but he he's a difference maker and only a junior. I mean – he, you know, he's got a bright future ahead of him. You don't get to see a lot of the eight-man game, especially with the Western teams. What do you think today? We had two very competitive, although they were different type of games. You know, I'd seen BDS the past two weeks against Guardian Angels and then um, uh, last week against Creighton. <laughs> kind of the same type of game as last week. Um, I thought that um, Burwell acquitted itself really well with a young line. I mean, they're starting a freshman and a sophomore up front and and BDS has upperclassmen, and I, I thought they were able second half. I don't know if they were just a little, you know, shell-shocked, you know, first time here, BDS has been here before. And then, you know, Chambers, Wheeler, Central. I think, like uh, Coach Eric Kessler of St. Francis said, we've got a few more bodies. I think, I, you, you know, you look at the tackle sheets, you look at the participation sheets, they're not subbing much. I think St. Francis is a little deeper. Maybe you get a kid or two in on a special team. I, I thought CWC just kind of wore down in the fourth quarter, and with that long drive, that that you know that's kind of textbook football for how you win in November. First game tomorrow is SCOTUS Norfolk Catholic. I know a lot of people are hoping that the Millard West Millard North game is going to be as competitive as they want it to be. If Oakland Craig wins tomorrow, will be one of the biggest upsets in state <laughs> football history. Uh, but let's focus on the morning game, SCOTUS Norfolk Catholic. You know, I I think it's it's one of those one in the trenches. Um, you know, SCOTUS rotates linemen, Norfolk Catholic, you know, always has good linemen. Um, with, with Norfolk Catholic, you get David Inglehop, the Wyoming pledge, you know, where, where he can be dangerous is he's a, probably a 40 yard average punter. He can flip field on you and, and make SCOTUS maybe go 70 rather than 50. And that could be, you know, a huge thing. Uh, I think we've got good weather in store for tomorrow, which is, you know makes all of us happy, including the teams. It won't be a, a factor per se. Um, you know, I like Norfolk Catholic in that one, partly uh, just because of Jeff Beller's experience. <laughs> you know, as I wrote this morning, he's coached more games in here than Mike Riley. <laughs> no comment. One basketball question, because Creighton Prep comes out to Kearney on opening night. How good's Prep going to be? You know, I think... I think they're going to be pretty solid. I last year they got kind of a, a late bloomer in uh, Tyson Smiley who wasn't figuring in anybody's plans or projections, and he ends up being a very good point guard for them. Do they have another kid or two? And you know how, what their their talent pool is there. You know if they if they find a, a diamond in the rough like that, and, you know they can they can take on South. I I, I would say Omaha South Scabby. Considered the favorite overall in, in Class A in the state this year, but uh, you know there's going to be some other teams. We don't know how those guys at Fremont are going to blend in 
out there. They had a couple good players already, and now a couple more come in from Omaha Central. Central's going to be okay. Westside's going to be okay. All three Millards could be decent. Um, you know, I don't know what uh, what Carney has, um, but you know, it's is this going to be the last year for the old gym? Yep. Then the brand new school ready to roll. So we'll see if they can send it out. Uh, on a decent well, it'd be, it'd be a great way to start with a win over prep. No doubt about it. Well, Stu, we'll let you get back to work as we get closer to the second half. Always appreciate the time, buddy. Good to see you. See you during hoops. All right. before. Stu Pospisil joining us here at halftime of our Class B game, Aurora 21 and Elkhorn South 13. We'll look at the first half stats when we return. Nebraska Land National this is Carol Pelster, Branch Operations Manager at Nebraska Land National Bank in Kearney. During the holiday season more than ever, our thoughts turn gratefully to those who have made our progress possible. And in this spirit, we sincerely say thank you, and we look forward to continue serving you with local people, local decisions, and local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. The difference between an average home and a beautiful home may be something as simple as an interior door. And when you choose Mead Lumber, you choose to have a great selection of everything you need for a small home improvement to a complete remodel. Mead Lumber can help you design a floor plan and provide the supplies you need to build it. Mead Lumber is committed to providing quality and sustainable building materials, a strong product mix and selection, competitive pricing and outstanding service, timely delivery, and so much more. Mead Lumber and Kearney, building dreams and relationships. Back at Memorial Stadium with an opportunity to look at some of the stats from the first half here this evening in the Class B Championship. Starting with Elkhorn South, rushing the football, quarterback Brayden Wright, seven carries, 13 yards. Brayton Haley, five carries, 10 yards. The big back, Moses Bryant, all quick, but just six carries, eight yards. And overall, 19 rushing attempts, just 34 yards for Elkhorn South. Through the air, Braden Wright has had a couple of big passes. He's 7 of 14 for 202 yards with one touchdown and one interception. So 202 in the air, 34 on the ground, 236 yards for Elkhorn South. They have no penalties so far in the ball game. seven first downs so far. Their time of possession about two and a half minutes below what Aurora has at 1042. Now they've turned it over three times in Aurora once, but remember they each turned it over on the same play where there was a pick and a fumble on the same play. For the Aurora Huskies running the football, Preston Dibbern, 17 carries, 150 yards, and three touchdowns. Hunter Holiday, one carry for four yards. Overall, the team, 20 carries, 152 yards, and Grant Fox has been very consistent through the air, 12 of 18, 117 yards. 117 through the air, 152 on the ground. That's 269 yards of total offense for Aurora. They have 11 first downs, four penalties for 27 yards in the contest. As far as the punts, only one, and that was a little shank for Aurora that went 13 yards, so there's not much to write home there on the punts in this football game. So your score here at the half, 21-13. Aurora will get the ball to start the uh, second half. Elkhorn South scored first on a nine-yard run by quarterback Braden Wright, capping a seven-play 69-yard drive. The kick was missed wide right, six to nothing. Then after the short punt, Elkhorn South was stopped at the Aurora 25-yard line, and then the Huskies turned it around, a nine-play 75-yard drive, a 26-yard Preston Dibburn touchdown. They lined up in that unconventional two-point conversion and actually snapped the ball, and Vettel ran it in to make it 8-6 at the 342 mark. Then Holiday comes away with an interception for Aurora, 
and then on that drive, there was a tip pass picked off by Elkhorn South, but they fumbled it while they were returning it. Jared Peters jumped right back on it for Aurora, so they regained possession at the Elkhorn South 42 and scored with 10.47 to go in the second quarter on Deborn's second touchdown from seven yards out. The extra point kick hit the upright, and remember, at Aurora or any other high school game at a high school field, it would have been good with the slightly narrower college goal posts. It's no good, made it 14-6. to And then Deborn, a 68-yard touchdown run with 2.04 to go in the half. And Kubik added the kick to make it 21-6, to but a 43-yard pass from right to Brayton Haley with 46 seconds to go. Had Elkhorn South cut the lead to 8 when Bingham hits the extra point kick. And that's your score here at the half. 21-13, Aurora with the lead over Elkhorn South. And you've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. The second half is next. Shop local. Shop Small Business Saturday at Gary Michaels Clothiers in downtown Hastings and Kearney. Entire store, buy one item, receive the second at 50% off, excluding Brighton and special orders. All outerwear, 30% off, from leather jackets to wool coats. Entire stock, men's suits and sport coats, from traditional to slim fit, now 30% off. Ladies, take an additional 20% off, select clearance racks. Support Small Business Saturday. Personal service and professional tailoring, Gary Michaels Clothiers, downtown Hastings and Kearney. Ready to start the third quarter, and the ball on the tee here for Elkhorn South. Will they be able to get a stop here to begin the third quarter of play? And the ball is in the air from Colton Brigham towards the sideline, taking on the dead sprint at the 15, staying on the right side 20, a little dancing 25, and picking up some yards with that fancy dancing out to the 30-yard line is Cal Narber. Yeah, and giant surprise there, Doug. Tanner Mayo makes the tackle. (laughs) Uh, They're coming back out. I'm watching. It's 56 in this huddle, Doug, for Aurora. This will be a big, big deal uh, coming back. I do not see him. You need to take a better look if you can. Were they ever or were they able to get Rush back on the field? And he does not look to be out there on this first snap. They'll give it to Dibbern, and he is going to be crushed. He wanted to get into that left gap uh, between guard and tackle, and there was nowhere to go. He shoved backwards, loss of one on the the play, and a gracious loss. Probably could have been three. Yeah, Connor Ballard there uh, did a great job filling. That will be a big deal in this run game, Doug, if Rush doesn't come back and play. On second down, rolling out, Fox has his man complete out here in the flat to Todd Honus, and he'll be pushed out of bounds across the 40 at the 41, just enough for an Aurora first down. Yeah, Tanner Mayo on the tackle there. They had levels. They ran two outs, one on top of the other, and they both were open. He threw to the short one, but they'd gotten across the face of both linebackers there. They ran with the number one. They ran the corner off. So first down and 10. Out of the shotgun, Fox to throw on the slant. It's incomplete, low at the 47-yard line, trying to get it to Honus again. So it'll be Aurora, 21-13, opening possession here of the third quarter of play. See a couple kids down there on the crutches, but not Rush, and I have not picked him out yet, so we'll see if that changes up. 
Well, Doug, I don't see him on the sideline at all. No, I did not either. Fake the jet sweep. Hand it to Dibbert off the left side. Not much of a gap this time. He'll have to fight for just a couple out to the 43-yard line. It'll be third down and eight Huskies at their own 43. Yeah, that's third and uncomfortable now, Doug, uh, in where they're at. So Elkhorn South trying to get a stop, get the football back after scoring in the final minute of the second quarter to cut it to eight. And the Elkhorn South Storm fans trying to make some noise. Twins right, single left, man-on-man coverage, wide left. Honus in motion, fake the jet sweep, and they want to throw. Fox over the middle, tries to get it to Allen, and it's knocked out of his hands. Allen had it momentarily, and it was punched away by Bingham, and it'll be a three and out. Excuse me, they did get a first down, but it will still be a punting situation here for the Huskies. Yeah, they'll thread it anywhere, uh, thread it into that guy from anywhere, Doug. That... uh... Uh, wasn't open, and he hasn't been most of the night, but they'll throw it to him just about from anywhere. Looks like Hunter Holiday is actually going to line up to be the punter here. They snap it to him, and the kick is away. There's nobody back for Elkhorn South, 20-15-10. Oh, look at this roll. Aurora, as long as they didn't step in the end zone, they down it inside the one. Inside the one. That is a 55-yard punt, no return, and the storm will start inside their own one-yard line. wonder what happened there, Doug, why the storm didn't have somebody back. I mean, that really is a huge mistake. At the very least, he may not get a return, but he keeps it from rolling all the way back there. Uh, well, Grant Fox was supposed to be our punter, and Hunter Holiday, maybe they just saw something crazy there and determined that uh, there was something in the mix. I mean, that's danger zone. Yeah, Rush is not on the sideline, Doug. I can't believe his injury would be so bad that they'd take him uh, in tonight, but that may be what has happened. Well, Hunter Holiday is listed as the 24 punts this year, so I don't know why Fox was listed here on our sheet, but Hunter Holiday is your punter. And again, we've got a television timeout here with 10.32 to go in the quarter. After a 20-minute halftime, you should not need a television timeout this quickly, but that's the way they want to put it in here for the uh, high school finals so that everybody knows when it's going to be. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, if uh, that's what Holiday gives you as a punter, just keep him there doing it. That is a great punt. You know, you did move the ball a little bit in that first drive. So now we're ready to go. First down and 10 inside the one. Out of the shotgun, right, turns, hands it off, and Moses Bryant out to the three. Yeah, that was a great job uh, there by Moses Bryant to get that thing out. Uh, the, uh, Hunter Vettel was right there, uh, Doug, and that's so close. I mean, one little slip up there, and that's two points the other way. Corn South taking a little extra time in the huddle. It'll be second down and eight at their own three. Blocking backs ahead of Wright and Bryant. Just trying to get out of there. Bryant is going to keep it to the right side and throw it away. Braden Wright decided to pass from the end zone, and it was dangerous from the word go, and he overshoots his intended target. So dangerous to do, Doug, because understand that any holding penalty uh, with the quarterback standing in the end zone is a safety. So throwing the ball out of your end zone uh, in the high school game when there are a lot of holding penalties, very dangerous. 
And that'll bring up third down and eight at their own three. Braden Wright out of the pistol, and it looks like Aurora's going to jump off sides. Won't be enough for a first down, but gets them away from the shadow of their own end zone. Yeah, it changes everything now. It's not, not only third and short, but the play call. You, you know, even on third and seven, third and eight, you still don't feel comfortable with your whole playbook because you know how much trouble you can get in in your own end zone. This really now makes it to where your entire playbook is now open to you. Trey Kennebec is 45. That is different than what is on the roster, but Trey Kennebec was who the intended pass was for on that last series. Third down, three at their own eight-yard line. Now they can spread it, empty the backfield. Out to the right, Moses Bryan is part of trips. Twins to the left. Quarterback Braden Wright holds, fires out in the flat. It's complete to Slaminski, and then he runs backwards, and I think he's going to be brought down at the nine. Aurora thinks they've stopped him short of the first down, but the spot is going to give him. The first down. Yeah, no, they'll give him the forward progress on that. Now, they probably shouldn't. No, they shouldn't have. Slominski ran backwards, and they're going to bring in the chains. Why in the world Matt Slominski ran backwards after catching the ball? But, again, you're high school kids, so. No, Doug, you're exactly right. This spot should be at about the eight and a half. That is a horrible spot. I mean, watch it again here. That spot should... It's inside the 10. I don't yeah. care where it's at. It's inside the 10, not the 11. And it's a first down as the chain gang is bringing out the chain, just like Carney Towing and Repair would do for you if you were stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home, Carney Towing and Repair. So a first down here for Elkhorn South with a little help of an offsides call on Aurora. They'll be just across the 10, mark it at the 11. First and 10, and again, they spread that field as wide as they can with two wide outs right on the sideline, both right and left. God, this gives you a 50 box. This is an inside zone box all the way. So they're covering him pretty much man. Vettel's out here in zone, and now I don't know what the delay is trying to get the chain set over there on the far sideline. It broke, I think. They're trying to stick it back together. Better get a spare. Yep, there the guy goes. Look at him run, Doug. Go, 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 go. Look at him run down the sideline. Of course, it's on the yeah, other he's at the end. 30, he's at the 20. He's at the 10. He's slowing down a little He's bit. out of wind. He looks like <laughs> us. Oh, man, that was good stuff. He's going to be slower going back because he's got his hands full of chain. Well, and by the way, it's not even the chain that's broke. It's just the connection that comes with it together. So They're cheering him on. He's high-stepping it all the way here. Buffalo has kicked a field goal. And they are now tied with New England, 3-3, five and a half to go in the second quarter. Very low-scoring Monday night football game. Well, that's good stuff there. That guy will be out of breath for sure. It's like watching the squirrel run around on the field. <laughs> so very rarely do you need the replacement chains, but there are the Big Ten chains, and they'll bring them out. And Elkhorn South and Aurora patiently waiting here. And we're ready to go. First and 10 at their own 11. Braden right out of the pistol. He will hand it off this time. Big hit across the 10 to the 12, maybe the 13-yard line. And again, I'm very impressed with Brayton Haley and the way he's played here. He's made a couple of nice catches. He runs hard. Haley, just a junior, not afraid of the contact. Yeah, because Vettel just crushed him. Uh, they're betting those outside backers out into the slant window. 
And, man, when they run that thing outside, I mean, they, that, that guy comes in like a hornet. Second down and eight at the 14. And right back to pass has all day. Still waiting. Throws it deep down the seam. It's tipped and incomplete. There were two receivers that ended up in the same spot. And Cal Narber knocked it away. But Aurora is taking their chances by giving Braden Wright the time and all the time that he wants back there. It's not that they're not trying to get. I mean, they're just not trying to get to him. Yeah, no, they're only rushing three, Doug. With this, that goofy alignment where they're sending that two-by-two two all the way out, uh, it's a 50 box. And, you know, that's five on six and a half, Doug. And five on six and a half means run inside zone. And they're, they're not doing it at this point. Third and eight, right to throw again. Standing at his five again all day over the middle of the field. And it's underthrown and incomplete. Aurora trying to say that they came away with the interception. But the officials say no. It hit the turf. Now there's a change, Doug. They had an outside backer that time go with that seam route. They've been running that thing uh, where it was an inside backer running with that seam, and they've gotten two giant plays out of it. Aurora's made a personnel adjustment versus that play. Bolton, the defensive back, in on the play, and now it's time to pump the ball away, standing at their own one. And the kick is away. Not much on this one. It just holds up there. Fair catch called for and made at the Aurora 49-yard line by Carter Thompson. So a 39-yard punt, no return. And the Huskies will take over for the second time here in the second half at their own 49 in the Class B Championship, Aurora 21 and Elkhorn South 13. State football playoff action is brought to you in part by... Tom Dinsdale Autoplex in Grand Island. All you need to know in central Nebraska is Tom Dinsdale Autoplex and TomDinsdale.com. And by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. The Huskies come up with a football. Without Gavin Rush, still it appears, being injured in the first half. And they'll hand it off. Dibburn left side. Tries to break it away and gets to the 45, a gain of about five. Yeah, he does an outstanding job there, Doug. He gets to the point of attack so quickly uh, out there uh, at the line of scrimmage, and he's just got quite a burst. He's tough. Aurora looking to take a two-score lead, already up by eight. Fake the handoff inside, give it to Holiday on the end around. He's got a little seam, 40-35, and the touchdown-saving tackle is made by, who else, Tanner Mayo. Yeah, and I mean touchdown-saving. That was an inch. He barely got his hand on Hunter's thigh pad, or that was six. Man, they are doing such a great job. Uh, Holiday there, dibbering a lot. Holiday slow to get up, but they are picking the right hole to run through. Yes, they are. First down and 10 for the Huskies. Fox hands it off again. Dibbern, they can't get him at the point of attack, and he's going to pick up three to the 29-yard line. Yeah, Coleman Anderson's there with Mayo. Two inside backers do a nice job there, Doug. But again, you're talking about three, four, five yards, and they're just kind of churning it out. This is KXPN Kearney, KICS Hastings, Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation. Second down and seven at the 29. Keep feeding the beast. Dibbern waits for his block, gets a couple more. Again, not much there, but he took what he had to get once he stepped around Vettel and got to the 26. It'll be third down 
and four. Boy, he'll give you, he'll get you the tough three-yard sled. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, he's a tough kid. Aurora has slowed the tempo a little bit here, Doug. They were moving very quickly early. Vettel checks out. Three wideouts. Crowd into it. Fox, quick swing pass out here. Wide receiver screen and nothing that time for Brady Crawford. Maybe a yard to the 25. It'll be fourth down and three. I'm going to tell you right now, the effort out of Garrett Streaks there was outstanding. He was being blocked. He just reaches out with one hand and starts to make the tackle, Doug, and then held him up long enough for his buddies to get there. Boy, that was big. Yeah, when you're, doing, when you're blocking that wide receiver screen, you have to do more than get in the way, and that's what happened that time. So Aurora set to go forward here, trying to keep this drive alive. It's a big play in the game, Doug. They go bubble right. Fox takes the snap. Single receiver left. He'll roll to the right. Still rolling. Still rolling. Now just throws it into the middle of the field for Allen. It's incomplete. No way can you get a pass interference on that one. That's just a tough play, and Elkhorn South had it well covered, and the Storm will take over on downs at their own 25-yard line. Yeah, Doug, the key there is they had a bunch. They were bunched right off the uh, end of the line of scrimmage, and the number three receiver, he was going to come underneath and just run uh, a shallow out, and he'd have been open for the first down. Elkhorn South didn't let him off the line of scrimmage. They just flat kept him on the line of scrimmage, kept him pinned there, so that's why he kept rolling, and there was no receiver for him. Boy, that was a great job by the Elkhorn South defense. So Aurora has had the opportunity to extend their lead, which they did early in the uh, second quarter, or late in the second quarter, only to see Elkhorn South answer right back. And South has stayed right there now. Very dangerous through the air, 21-13. Here with 6.14 to go in quarter number three. State football action brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank in Kearney. Local people, local decisions, and local ownership. A triple header for you tomorrow. Columbus, SCOTUS, and Norfolk Catholic. The first game in C1 at 1045. Followed by Aquinas and Oakland Craig at 245 in C2. And tomorrow night at 645, Millard West, Millard North for the Class A title. Trips to the short side here for quarterback Braden Wright. He will send Brian in motion again and give it to him on the jet sweep. Trying to follow his blocks and Aurora is able to hang right there and minimize this game. Just one, second and nine. Yeah, that was a great job by the defense there. Hunter Vettel does a great job stringing it out, and he strings it out, and he strings it out, and just waited for his buddies to get there, Doug. And the Huskies convened. Uh, that initially looked like it was blocked pretty well, and he gets about a foot and a half. So second down and nine. Again, they keep running the trips to the short side of the field. Right with Moses Bryan in the backfield. Gives it to him on a counter. Now he breaks it to the outside. Breaks a tackle 30-35. And he's got the first down to the 37-yard line. Good hard run that time for Bryant. His best run of the night. He'd had eight carries for 11 yards up until that point. Yeah, Vettel uh, did a really nice job. And Moses uh, Bryant just flat ran out of the tackle, Doug. And then kept going and showed amazing balance out there. Corn South has not been able to move the ball on the ground. In fact, that's just 49 yards rushing after that carry. A little confusion on the play, so they converge. Send the man out of the backfield, Haley. Give it to Bryant. Up the middle, nothing there. Goes left, 
and immediately wrapped up after a two-yard gain. Holding the edge that time for the Huskies. Is that Holiday? No, that is number 40, Jared Glenn on the tackle. And Glenn's one of their leading tacklers uh, uh, on the year, Doug, third on the team. So the third quarter continues to move along, 445 and counting, 21-13 Aurora. Elkhorn South second and eight at their own 38, right to pass. Has time, deep down the middle, sliding catch made. Nobody wanted to make a call on that, and it's made at the Aurora 38-yard line. That'll be interesting to see, Doug. He cradled it where the official Look couldn't good. see. I'll call it good on the replay. Hauled in that time by Connor Ballard. Well, if they slow that down, I think it bounces before it ever gets to him, doesn't it? Sometimes you got to sell it. Well, I think you're right. This is a good catch. First down and 10 in Aurora territory. Bryant motions out of the backfield. That quarterback right wants to keep it, and he's upended. <laughs> nice job of coming in there and getting the upending tackle for the Aurora Huskies after just a couple of yards on the play. Yeah, that was Bolton, Doug. He's their leading tackler on the season. He did a great job there. Getting intense down there on this field. Neither team's been able to muster any points here in the third quarter of play. And Elkhorn South and Aurora, they've been in each other's territories. Just no points. 3.50 to go in the third. 21-13. Right again. Going to hand it off. This time it's Haley. And Haley is matched at the 34 and shoved backwards. A gain of three. A gain of three will make it approximately third down and six. Yeah, Elkhorn South's committed to the run more in the third quarter, Doug. Uh, without question here. They hadn't rushed the ball much in the first half, but they didn't really have a commitment to it. Now you're seeing them really commit to that inside zone game. They have more players, but they don't seem to really be using them as far as rotating, if that's what you're wondering. Third and six, back to pass. Over the middle, wide open. Completed the 25, then going backwards, trying for extra yards. And a big stick, but enough for the first down. Yeah, here's the key, Doug. They ran the Ballard num- again. Ran the number two receiver on a little stick, and they held him on the stick route and ran the shoot route. Uh, see how he holds there, and and what they're waiting for is they ran the shoot route out of the backfield with the back. And as soon as the backer ran with the shoot route, your stick was wide open. And if he hangs on the stick, then your shoot's going to be open. Great read by the quarterback, Carter Thompson. In on the tackle. Also in there was Dalton Peters. First and 10 now at the 27-yard line. They'll give it to Moses Bryant. Trying to get away from the pressure all the way to the boundary. Turns the corner. Got to the 20. Lowers his shoulder. Gets stuck out there by Todd Honus. And should have enough for another storm first down at the 17-yard line. Very close. Looks like they have indicated go ahead and move the sticks. Boy, am I impressed with this sophomore. That was inside zone to the right, and about at the center, he junk cuts it, and it ends up all the way on the left sideline, Doug. So the storm on the move again, trailing 21-13 with 2.33 to go. Right, going to keep it himself. No, he will hand it off. Had a big hole. Had he kept it, Haley will get inside the 15 to the 14. Right, hasn't kept it much tonight. He did on the first touchdown run, but... Not much since then. Yeah, this inside zone game is pretty legit, Doug. 
So Elkhorn South on the move. If they do get in, how important I would assume they would go for two the way the game's playing out right now. Trips to the short side again. Ballard all by himself, man-to-man at the top. And Moses Bryant up the middle, breaks a tackle into the end zone. Touchdown. They spread him out, and Bryant finally found a seam for a 13-yard touchdown run. Yeah, and that's how inside zone works, and you got to stay committed to it. You keep giving it and giving it, and it's a no gain. Lose one, three, keep giving it, and boom. He busts that thing right out the front side. That's an A-gap to A-gap play, and he did a great job keeping it to the front side there on inside zone, Doug. Well, they bring out the kicker with the whole fourth quarter to go. They had a couple opportunities to kick field goals earlier. A high snap, and the kick is going to be blocked. Should have went for two. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> but it was a high, high snap, and the kick ends up being blocked. Let's try and get the number of who got his hands on this one. There wasn't even that much of a rush. With the one man that did come through there, that's Allen. Why not? 6'8", you get him up there, and Allen blocks the extra point. So one for three on extra point kicks. For Elkhorn South, 152 to go in the third quarter. It's Aurora 21, Elkhorn South 19, our five points bank touchdown, a 13-yard run from Moses Bryant. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. The three L's of PlatteRiverPreps.com. Log on for info on all your favorite teams with links to articles organized by school and sport. Listen to any of the radio broadcasts on our five Platte River radio stations and download podcasts to past events. And like us on Facebook to get select pictures and breaking news of high school sports going on. Platte River Preps, your one-stop source for high school sporting news covering over 100 teams across the state of Nebraska. Go to PlatteRiverPreps.com. Again, another short kick that the Huskies will take at the 15, right hash 20, 25, and just short of the 30-yard line. Looks like the up man that time was Jared Glenn. Nope, instead it will be uh, Narber. Glenn was the blocker. Narber was the carrier of the ball. And Aurora maintains the lead, Larry, 21-19. Well, and that is a huge victory. After that, you still walk off and you have the lead. But I can just tell you, not having Gavin Rush on the field right now, Doug, it's starting to be an issue Deburn only has 14 uh, rushing yards in this third quarter, which is virtually over after going for 150 in the first half, 14 in this quarter. So first down and 10 at their own 33-yard line out of the I formation. Deburn looking to get outside and can't get there. He'll be dropped for a loss behind the line of scrimmage by a yard. Who is it? Yes, Tanner Mayo. Tanner Mayo, and I tell you what, he, he doesn't have 14 yards now. He's only got about 12 on the half. Tanner Mayo has done an outstanding job out there tonight for Elkhorn South, senior linebacker. Second down and 12. Back to pass. Fox fires it out here into the flat, complete at the 40. Crawford to the 42. Boy, it doesn't look like much, but he's almost got the first down, a gain of 11. Looks like it'll be third and a half yards. Fox can spin it, Doug. I mean, really can throw the ball. The ball gets there on a rope. They are going to measure it. 
We've had more measurements today than we did in all of the football games we did all season long. Love it. The chain gang bringing out the change, just like Carney Towing and Repair would do for you if you were stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home. And after putting down the chains again, it is just so, so close. A couple of chain links. It'll be inches to go here on third down for the Huskies. Yeah, and we thought in the game earlier today that that was still just a formality to get it. And we saw Humphrey St. Francis lose two yards over the next two plays. So anything can happen here in this situation. We need to see these members, memberships, these measurements are extremely important. So Aurora gets the play from Coach Peterson. They get the whole offense over there to listen what he wants to do. Maybe it's more than something simple. Vettel's in the backfield as a fullback. This is their power eye formation, slot right. One lone wide receiver out to the wide right side. And they'll just hand it off, trying to get some room left side. Debron got the first down, but good job by Elk. Give up much, about a yard and a half. He'll get out to the 44-yard line. First down and 10 under a minute to go in the third. 21-19 Aurora. Yeah, he didn't move another inch once Tanner Mayo got his hands on him uh, and started driving him back. Aurora, the only two state titles they have. 08 and 09 have been so good for so many years. They were the runner-up three times, 81, 86, 95. That 86 team was good. The 85 team that lost uh, was to uh, Northwest was good. They'll hand it off to Dibbern. Nowhere to go. No gain, second and 10. Yeah, Elkhorn South played really well there. Andrew Hammock, 5'7", 215, just a little bowling ball, comes in there and makes a great tackle, Doug. Aurora's struggled here a little bit on first down. The tide's slowly turning. Elkhorn South couldn't get it, couldn't get it. Then finally they do, and they're slowing Aurora down a little bit. Aurora able to throw enough of a play or two in there to keep the chains moving, and they will not have to snap it again here in the third quarter. And that is the end of three in the Class B State Championship game at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. Another game coming down to the fourth quarter. The Aurora Huskies, 21. The Elkhorn South Storm, 19. No, Mom, it's Josh's turn. I had to take it out the last time. Trash just isn't something people like to deal with. But at Ravenna Sanitation, we take trash seriously and are here to be your trash collection connection. If you need trash removal from your home, business, or farm, Ravenna Sanitation is ready to meet your needs. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County, is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Find Ravenna Sanitation in the Pleasanton or Ravenna phone book. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, our producer engineer, Jeff Ekstrom, the State High School football playoffs brought to you in part by Mary Lanning Healthcare, celebrating 100 years of inspired care. We go to the fourth quarter, Aurora 21 and Elkhorn South 19. Aurora has its second and 11 on the 44-yard line. 
their own 44-yard line. Yeah, they need to keep this running game going, Doug. Earlier today, BDS beat Burwell 44-30, and Humphrey St. Francis rallied to beat Chambers Wheeler Central 22-20. Grant Fox out of the pistol, rolls to his right on that sprint option. He'll throw it out here into the flat. It's complete for another first down to Honus at the Elkhorn South 44-yard line. Boy, he looks good on the move there, Doug, because it looked like he'd pulled that one down to run. The defender comes off. And he throws the ball in there for a first down. Well, that's just zipping it. Nice job. Again, these quarterbacks have had a lot of time to work their craft tonight. Some of it's because of the good offensive line play. Some of it is just uh, what's going on with the defensive schemes out there. And some of it is just the great athleticism of the quarterbacks. Yeah. Dibbon will stay in the backfield. Vettel is in there now as a fullback. They'll go with the straight eye formation. Under center, Fox. Pitch play. Dibburn, right side, not much there. Just Mayo. trying to get the extra man, and Mayo's able to get him after a yard gain at the wow. 43. I mean, Doug, from that inside backer spot, he scraped the way you're supposed to. Had an absolutely great run fit. Holy cow. How many does he have? Second down and nine. Probably not as many as we think, but 14 so far. Maybe that was number 15 right there. Yeah, that would have been. That's a big number, Doug. With a quarter to go. Second down and eight. Fox back to pass. Out of the backfield, he'll find Dibburn. Gets it up to the 40, breaks a tackle, picks up four, five more, 35, 34. He picks up enough for possibly the first down. Let's see where they mark him out. Looks like they'll say he stepped out just short at the 35-yard line. It'll be third and one. Yeah, this is big. You got two downs to get this now where you're at the 35-yard line. You definitely wouldn't punt here. See if they line up and go power again on third and one. At the 35-yard line of Elkhorn South, a minute gone here in the fourth quarter. Aurora 21, Elkhorn South 19. Only one touchdown here. A 13-yard Moses Bryant run at the 152 mark of the quarter. A 10-play 75-yard drive. They hand it to Deburn, and Deburn doesn't get it because why? Yeah, Tanner Mayo just came shooting through and then scraped down the line of scrimmage. Uh, I would say lost a yard, Doug. No doubt about it. It's going to be fourth and two at the 36. They need to get to the 34. Aurora, big play coming up here for the Huskies to try and keep this drive alive because Elkhorn South, they get the stop here. They've got all the momentum. No doubt about it. Gosh, I think they're going to burn a timeout. Again, indecision on well, what to run on fourth well, down. Doug, they were calling it. I was watching the coaches. They were signaling it in. With 25 seconds, I just think he second-guessed what he was going to call. They had the play called. So timeout of the field, the first of the half by either team, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership, Nebraska Land National Bank. Member FDIC, 10-18 to go in the Class B Championship. Aurora faces fourth and two with a 21-19 lead. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. 
On our last episode of As the Wheel Turns, Carl was ending a long-term relationship. Carl, I've seen how you look at other vehicles. You just don't look as good as you used to. That's because you haven't taken me to the dent popper. A new spray-on bed liner or bed cover will get people to stare at me. A custom fit floor mats from WeatherTech will make me feel pretty on the inside. Avoid the drama with a trip to the dent popper. North of the railroad, First Avenue, on the bricks, downtown Connie. Aurora's going to go for it. They go to Allen. The pass is thrown behind him and over him by Fox at Elkhorn South. Has held again and will take over at their own 36. Yeah, and I think, Doug, there they ran a slant and then a kind of a skinny post behind it. The skinny post would have been open. As you said, they just they really like throwing to Allen, and I would too at 6'8 in those short yardage situations, but pump faking it there and going on top might have been better. Elkhorn South with Moses Bryant in motion. They give it to him on a jet sweep. Hatback pass. He's wide open down the sidelines. It's underthrown but caught at the 34-yard line by the big wide receiver out there, Matt Slominski. A little razzle-dazzle, and Elkhorn South is in business in Husky territory. Yeah, the minute he got the handoff, you knew he was going to throw it, Doug. He gets the handoff. He starts spinning it in his hand immediately. Uh, to find the laces he needed to throw it right away. It would have been a touchdown. Just under threw it a little bit and had a man right in his face and coming down there a little late was Cal Narber. Now Bryant out of the backfield, so they'll give it to Haley, and Haley tries to go up the middle, and that is plugged big time. And the tackle made by Grant Johnson. No gain on the play, second and ten. Yeah, Johnson, William Bolton's there as well, little guy, and he's the leading tackler on this Aurora team. Aurora's got a bow their neck here. The big plays happen. You said it, Doug. If Aurora didn't get that first down, it would seem that uh, Elkhorn South would have all the momentum. Then they hit the big shock play, and they do. Aurora's got about 100 yards this half. Elkhorn South still on pace of the first half. Hand it off. Bryant. Bryant makes a man miss. 30-25. Down to the 22. First down. Storm. Trailing by two with 9.15 to go in the game. Yeah, he's slick, Doug, uh, is Bryant. Uh, Kind of fresh legs. Didn't get a lot of carries in that first half. And he just seems a step quicker here than the Huskies' defense. Austin Allen on the tackle. First and 10 at the 22. Trips left. Handoff. Again, right side, Bryant. A little slow. Got in the hole and kind of stopped. And that did not allow him to pick up a whole lot more than he thought he was going to get to the 19, a gain of three. And the other thing I'll say is he's really got to hang on to the ball here, Doug. Uh, sometimes these young guys, I know, you know, he played and had a great year last year, but still just a sophomore. These are big moments for him. Got to hang on to the football. Second down and seven. The storm on the move, looking to take the lead after trailing at one point, 21-6. Bryant out of the backfield. They'll give it to Haley. Haley off left side is going to be into the line for a couple. He'll get to the 17. That'll make it third and five. Storm. And again now in field goal range, but their kicker, Colton Brigham, is just one of three on extra points. So Coach Rosenberg doesn't want to be put in that situation. Yeah, and I don't think he'll kick it, Doug. They've had opportunities and have not done it. Four wide. Haley in the backfield to the right of his quarterback. In Braden Wright. Wright, quick pop pass, complete. 
five, touchdown, Derek Vanderlyn, and Elkhorn South has their first lead since it's 6-0. Yeah, and that's the old just run an inside zone run fake and have the number two receiver run a slant. He just runs 2-3 slant, replace the middle linebacker. The middle linebacker has to run with the zone play, run the slant right behind him. you got to have a quarterback that can spin it in there, and he did. That was a great job. And now you have to go for two with just a four-point lead. A 17-yard touchdown pass to Vanderlinen. And they'll line up to go for two. Give it to Haley. Haley starts left, hit, bounce out, can't go anywhere. And there's your main man again, Jared Glenn, with the tackle. But the touchdown makes it Elkhorn South 25, Aurora 21, brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank. 7.55 to go when Aurora gets the ball in the Class B final. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Stop and think about your future, five or even ten years down the road. What are you doing? How are you living your life? If you're picturing yourself in a meaningful job and contributing to your community, UNK can help. We specialize in showing people how to make a difference every day. That's a powerful outlook on life. College awaits. Your application shouldn't. Apply today to UNK and get ahead on scholarships and housing for next year. Learn more at unk.edu. Well, Aurora trails now for the first time since the 3.42 mark of the first quarter. They've been moving the ball, but they're kind of like we saw from Chambers Wheeler Central, maybe starting to run a little low in the gas tank. Yeah, no doubt about it. They've got to get that running game going again, Doug. I think they've got some pass concepts that could be good uh, on top of Allen. You know, they want to throw the ball in there to him, and I think they can pump fake to him and go on top of. Six plays, 64-yard drive. The kick taken on the run at the 12, 15, 20, and hit hard across the 25-yard line. And, boy, when they make the tackles on the special teams, they're smacking them hard. It's Narber again. They've had no problem kicking it to Cal. And Aurora now has to find a way to not continue to move the ball but finish a drive, something that they were able to do with the running of Preston Dibburn but have not seen that here in the second half. No, we sure haven't, Doug, and they've got to find it. Dibber uh, only 14 yards rushing in this half. 27 for 164. First and 10, twins to the right. They'll send a man in motion from right to left, fake the jet sweep. Quarterback Fox on a sprint out, throws over the middle. He's got his tight end, Allen, the Maverick, out to the 39-yard line. A first down, a gain of 14. Yeah, does a great job there, Tanner Mayo. Uh, on the tackle with him, Doug. Uh, but I'm telling you, get Allen into this thing. Look to pump Allen and get something on top of him. And again, trying to go hurry up Fox. Going to give it to Dibbern. Starts right, cuts it back up, gets to the 41-yard line. A gain of a couple. Second and eight. But Dibbern hasn't been able to get free like he was no. in the first half. Andrew Hammett got a hold of him there and just said, you're done. But I will say this, that was about three on first down. Remember those last two drives? It's been kind of zero minus one on first down. So they are in a little better spot here coming into second down. Trips to the right, single man left, looking to the right, throwing it out here. It's caught, 45. Allen spins, 
48, close but short of the first down. It's going to be a gain of seven. It'll be third and one. Yeah, Doug, I don't know what his plans will be next year. I'm sure he can jam dunk a basketball, so he might be a basketball player, but that kid could play college football. I'm sure of it. Well, he's going to get Division One looks. And now on your own side of midfield, a third and one. Power eye formation here for the Huskies. Vettel, the fullback, gets the snap count. Fox checks down, takes the snap, gives it to Dibburn, bounces outside, got the first down at midfield. You want a big play, but you got to make sure that you get the first down, and that's what Dibburn did. Yeah, no kidding, Doug. That's exactly what he did. He wanted to get that thing outside and light the Jets, but he wasn't sure, so he was smart and buried his head in there and got the first down. Knee injury to Gavin Rush is why, I mean, just no explanation under depth on that. Maybe something they couldn't tell us at this point, but our word from the sidelines is out with a knee injury. It is first down and 10 at midfield. Aurora down four. Fox back to pass. Has time. Going for it all. It's all white down there. We're going to get a pass interference flag. Doug, they might talk about it and call it uncatchable. It was the ball ended up nowhere near him. The only reason maybe they wouldn't is because they're going to say that he wasn't able to run to the ball. Brady Crawford got sandwiched hard. And pass interference, a 15-yard penalty will move the ball to the 35-yard line of Elkhorn South. I will tell you, I run out, though, and tell Grant Fox, please don't throw that ball again. (laughs) He threw that straight into the safety and rolled over it, so you've got two defenders there. You're going to get 15 yards here, which will give it a first down. So it is Elkhorn South 25, Aurora 21. 6.02 to go in this football game. It is a 19-0 run by Elkhorn South. They were down 21-6 late in the first half. Yeah, this would be quite an answer, though, for Aurora if they could cash this thing in. We're down to six minutes in this ballgame. Could be their last possession. Handoff Dibburn, left side. He'll get to the 31 and be dropped there, a gain of about four on the play. And again, that's good enough for Aurora if they can continue to churn something like that out every single play here. Yeah, Shane Denton did a great job there, Doug, uh, sticking his face in there and setting the edge for Elkhorn South. Battle of unbeatens, a whale of a game. Sprint out to the right side. Fox wants to throw, not much there, so he will have to run it inside the 30 and run out of bounds. And then a flag comes down. Well, I saw a hold, but it was really early in the play. Yeah, it wasn't there. I mean, that that may be the same one he's calling, but on a double team, they just mauled a guy right at the line of scrimmage. But it was very early in the play. Might have been one of those where the referee reached for his flag and missed it and then had to reach back and get it. So we've got the hold, flag at the 34, back him up to the 44. And they need to get to the 25. This is going to be about a second and 19 for the Huskies. You know, Doug, this is... Uh, I was thinking about this during the half. You know, it's like a the halftime adjustments um, uh, situation. He just tackles him there. Seventy nine does. Um, uh, and what we didn't talk about at the half, like what's the the keys to the second half? It really was going to be Aurora not making that timely penalty. They didn't have a lot of penalties in that first half, but the ones they had killed them. I don't think they had any. Yeah, they did. 
And trouble for Fox. Sprint option. He is dropped for a huge loss. So they held Peterson last play. They didn't hold him this play. And they dropped Fox all the way back in Husky territory. Yeah, Shane Anderson, we've talked about him all night. He's a big, giant dude, and he can run, Doug. A huge loss on the play. You had the right number exactly to the 47. I mean, it is third and 28. Oh, boy. Under five minutes to go. Fox takes the snap. They bring pressure. They set up the screen. It's complete. Not a lot of blocking out there. Dibbert breaks a block, breaks a tackle. 45 gets to the 41, but for a screen, there wasn't much blocking out there for Dibbert. And they'll pick up about 12 yards, but it's fourth and 16. Yeah, he made the first wave miss himself. And, you know, Aurora might just be saying this is the ball game here, Doug. Uh, If they punt it, they might not get it back. I mean, they're going for it. They're going for it. And the crowds come to their feet. Fourth down and 16 at the 41 of Elkhorn South. Down by four. Fox takes it, sprints to the right. Rolling, rolling, throwing for Allen down at the 15. He caught it, but was he inbounds? No. Oh, they had the underneath receiver, Doug. They had Carter Thompson open. He didn't. He needed to run about four more yards, but he absolutely would have gotten the first down. Instead, they went up top, and he catches it out of bounds. Looks like the right call. Good job by the officials. Allen was out of bounds, even though it was a sensational catch. And now Elkhorn South will take over at their own 41. They can control their destiny, leading it 25-21. There are only two timeouts for the Huskies. Elkhorn South will come over the ball, go back to kind of that conservative look that they used when they were on their own goal line. Braden Wright takes the snap, hands it off to Moses Bryant. Big hole, left side, 50, 45, 40, 30. Angle on him. Dibber knocks him out of bounds at the 24-yard line. Yeah, Dibber's the fastest guy on the football field. He was able to go get him, but uh, they just set the edge there. They just were in a two-tight set. With the two, kind of two like it looked like an offset fullback, both right behind the guards and just sent everybody out that way on the toss. And Moses is legit. A 35-yard run for Moses Bryant. So Bryant was non-factor in the first half. Now he's the factor in the second half. And Preston Dibbert's been quiet offensively. Trying to put away this Class B championship. Bryant hit in the backfield, and they're still trying. Almost a late hit there by the Huskies that would have negated a nice tackle in the backfield by Bolton. A loss of a yard on the play. It'll be second down and 11. Yeah, I mean, Moses is going to go over 100 yards now, and really virtually all of it in the second half. You've just seen the role reversal, what Dibbern was able to do for his team in the first half. Moses has done for his team here in the second half, Doug. Elkhorn South using as much time as they can, break the huddle with 10. Brian in the backfield, and they'll use the timeout. A little slow getting flag. going here. Flag. Well, we do have a flag, and not from the back judge. From the side judge in front of the Aurora bench.
lining up in the neutral zone on the offense. A five-yard penalty will make it second down and 16 for the Storm at their 31-yard 30-yard line of Aurora. Understand for that to get called, it's probably happened seven times. The officials will warn you and warn you, tell your guy to back up, tell 67 to back up, tell him to back up. Finally, at some point, he's had enough, and he just throws the flag. Trips to the short side again. Bryant is in the backfield to the left of his quarterback, Braden Wright. He'll give it to Bryant. Right side, no hole, gets to the 28-yard line, a gain of two, and Aurora is going to use a timeout. They'll have one remaining. It'll be third and about 14 for Elkhorn South at the Husky 28-yard line. 2.50 to go in the Class B Championship game. Elkhorn South 25, Aurora 21. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. At Care Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at aceracare.com. Care Hospice, caring for moments that matter. Elkhorn South, a new school within the last decade, now playing two minutes and 50 seconds away from their first state football championship. But not over yet. Aurora defensively trying to make the stop. It is third and 14 for the Storm at the Aurora 28-yard line, 25-21. Aurora has one timeout remaining. So if South just runs something simple and doesn't get the first down, Aurora might have to burn their final timeout. They'll spread it four wide. Haley is in the backfield, right to throw. Quick slant, knocked down to the line of scrimmage. They came in, and Allen got a hand on it, and it stops the clock with 2.48 to go, and it's fourth and 14. Yeah, I mean, geez, he's about 75 feet tall. He gets them big arms in the air, Doug. Gosh, he's a good football player. I... I would run the ball there and make the Huskies burn the timeout. Now you've got fourth down. Now you will throw it because it's first down or nothing right here, or touchdown, obviously. Fourth and 14, same formation. Haley in the backfield. Will they throw it to him again? Right, back to pass. Here comes pressure. He's going to have to scramble and run. He's got the corner. He's got the first down. He's got the touchdown. Nobody accounted for him, Doug. You always try to leave somebody on the back side to account. You always try to leave somebody to account for the quarterback. And I'm not sure if Tanner Allen's hurt. Yeah, he is. I didn't know if it was his feelings or if he had an injury. Definitely there. His leg is hurt. They're walking him off the field. But that was just a blown deal there, Doug. They didn't account for the quarterback. And when he did get to the edge, he showed some scoots. It was not a designed run. He stepped up and took off. And Braden Wright with his second touchdown run to go along with his touchdown, two touchdown passes. The extra point kick is on the way, and it is good. 2.38 to go in the football game. 26 unanswered points by the Storm. Elkhorn South, 32. 
Aurora 21, our five points bank touchdown, a 28-yard run by Wright on fourth and 14. Do you have a passion for athletics? Are you a former high school or college athlete looking for ways to stay involved? The Nebraska School Activities Association is asking you to grab a whistle. Officials are needed in every high school activity and are essential to the future of the game. Visit nsaahome.org for more information. Grab a whistle and contact the NSAA to get registered. All Elkhorn South in the second half. Aurora was able to get a couple of conversions, Larry, to keep a couple of their drives going, but really they have not been a a deep threat. They got inside the 30, but haven't been in the red zone the whole half. Yeah, what is it, like 26 or whatever straight points. Uh, Unbelievable. And really the key is, Doug, is they just haven't been able to run the ball. 22 yards uh, for Dibbert in the second half after busting it for 150 and looked like he was going to go for 300 in the second half. Squib kick picked up at the 36 and just run back to the 40. So decent starting field position, but no busting of it. Didn't want to kick it deep. And Aurora now, even if they score, they're going to have to recover an onside kick here in the Class B state championship game, unless they score on this play. They have one timeout remaining. Yeah, at this point, it's going to have to be onside kick type stuff, uh, Doug. They just don't have enough time. And I take the shot right here. I take the shot to score on this play right here at your own 40. Single coverage on top, Doug. But looking left, Fox has time, now rolls. He's rolling against his right arm, throws towards the sideline. It's tipped and all right through the hands. They were going to Allen again, and it goes right through the hands of Garrett Streaks, or this game is over. Doug, they need the offensive line to help them just a little bit. I'd come back to that same concept, go three by one, trips to the bottom, single to the top, run him on a post, take my back out of the backfield, and now comes the wheel. Remember where they were throwing the shoot route? I'd wheel him. Second down, and they'll throw it underneath, and it's going to be batted down at the line of scrimmage. You see the back out there, Dibber, nobody's with him going down the field. Go three by one, have your number one receiver run to the middle of the field, have Dibbern turn it up. Third down and 10, 2.22 to go, 32-21. Elkhorn South, Fox trips to the left, same formation, single right. Fox takes the snap, back to pass, pressure, and way overthrown, it's picked off. There's the interception, and there's the game. Elkhorn South is going to win the Class B state championship. Yeah, Brett Ballard, I think, 23, Doug, uh, gets the pick, did a nice job. It was overthrown, and he went up and got it. Elkhorn South put together a tremendous second half here. They got that score right at the end of the half uh, to pull that back within a score. That really changed things. A 43-yard touchdown pass with 46 seconds to go right to Brayton Haley streaking down the middle of the field out of the backfield. And then Aurora returns it to midfield, but the penalty takes them all the way back inside their five, and they have to kneel on it. That really changed things. So they won't kneel on it. There's still 217 to go, and here's another flag for, I'm guessing, lining up in the neutral zone. They got one dude that just keeps it. See, they're telling him again. (laughs) Quit doing it. See him just put his head down, too. A battle of unbeatens. Some of the fans 
a little cool, want to get out of here and start pointing the cars towards the west, which is also unfortunate, but if that 15 minutes of your life is going to get you a better night's sleep, so be it. Right. 32 to 21, the storm not dominating the second half, but just finished some things that they didn't finish in the first half. Similar to what we saw from Burwell today, only Elkhorn South is going to be able to bring it all the way home. Off right tackle to the 45-yard line, and Aurora will burn their final timeout, a gain of three. It'll bring up second down and 12. 2.09 to go in the game. Timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. We'll take it with them and be right back. 32-21, Elkhorn South. Here in the heartland of America, we need hard-working trucks. For working, tailgating, a truck gets a job done. At Tom Dinsdale, we promise first-rate customer service. And our extensive inventory and new facility will make your carbine experience a pleasure. From Omaha to Denver, don't buy anything without checking Tom Dinsdale Automotive in Grand Island. Tom Dinsdale, your truck destination. Monday Night Football, we will join it in progress after our game is completed. New England getting on the board, 12.30 to go in the third quarter. They lead Buffalo 10-3 is the score in that ball game. Here it's 32-21, Elkhorn South trying to run out the clock with 2.09 to go. Second down and 12 at their own 45-yard line. Right turns, hands it to Moses Bryant, gets to the outside again. 45-40, first down. Gain of 15 on the play. Game over. If you know how to run it now, between delay of game and kneeling, the game is over. You get it inside two minutes and 20 seconds and your opponent has no timeouts, you can run the take a knee, delay a game, take a knee, delay a game, and the game will be done because they wind the clock. You just have to make it look good like you're not on purpose taking the delay. And the crowd continues to get louder below us for Elkhorn South. Handed off, Moses Bryant gets to the outside again, 35-30, and then he runs out of bounds. That's what you don't want to do because then that stops the clock. And yeah, Aurora just a little slow now, every little thing hurting a little more out there after the tackle. Yeah, at this point, I, I, I'm not sure he knows. Like, you should not have to run another play here. You keep that in your menu. You keep, like, all those different scenarios on your menu down at the bottom. So you see when you get in this spot, you don't have to think about it. Elkhorn South is going to take a timeout now, maybe to discuss that about let's just kneel the football and get out of here. It is second down and one, so if they can get a first down here, kneel it and go home. Nonetheless, Elkhorn South. Really got things turned around here in the second half. They have 471 yards of total offense to Aurora's 372 in the first half. 236 for Elkhorn South, so that wasn't very shabby. 269 for Aurora in the first half. They have 103 here in the second half. Yeah, they just uh, absolute inability to move the ball. And your all-stater not being in there up front, Doug, I'm sure has a lot to do with that. Uh, I mean, they have not. They had the one long run after he came off, and outside of that, they've really struggled moving the ball. Gavin Rush lost early in this ball game. We'll see. They're trying to – Aurora's trying to get their – I'm not sure they have their personnel quite right. 
I think we're in that tweener zone. Aurora knows that it's over. Elkhorn South wants to get this thing over without necessarily punching another one in. In fact, if they do, then you can get some more kids on the field, I guess. Second and one at the 31. Braden Wright turns, hands it off to Bryant. Bryant runs into the pile, still on his feet. They're trying to knock the ball loose. He's got the first down just inside the 30 with 1.50 to go. The New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show coming up with the final stats, a recap of day one, a preview of day two, which starts tomorrow morning with our pregame at 10.30, kickoff at 10.45, Norfolk Catholic and Columbus SCOTUS. More unbeatens to take the field tomorrow, but for the most part, a really well-played game here tonight in Class B. Enjoyable, but the first two today, we were still in doubt with two minutes to go. This one, unless they drop the snap, is not, and they line up in victory formation. Yeah, this thing's done. 90 seconds to go. They take the snap. They They fumbled fumbled it. it. Aurora covered the ball. Doug, here's the deal. Aurora covered the ball. The stupidest, and I'm going to be honest with you about something. A lot of guys don't do this. They get in victory formation under center. I hate victory formation under center. Put your two safeties back by the quarterback and give it and put your other safety 20 yards behind the quarterback and shotgun snap it. So if there's a fumble, if there's a bad snap, it's happening away from everybody. And he just started to take the knee beforehand and something you don't ever see. Oh, your shotgun all night snap of the night you get somewhere you've never been so let's see if aurora has a miracle out here a high pass is caught at the 40 first down into the hands of honus and aurora has no timeouts down 11 117 to go the huskies get into their hurry up get set and ready to snap it as the ball is put ready for play fox sprint right Rolling, rolling, throws it short. You don't want to catch that. That would have been a four-yard catch, and the clock would have ran. It's incomplete. No, I really do mean that. I've gotten many arguments with that. You're it's way unconventional. You're way smarter. I get being it. It's in, unconventional. Being in, in there, if it's a bad snap, it's where everybody's at. Well, a lot of people were talking about the Michigan-Michigan State punt thing, too, where you got a guy back there taking a snap. Just put it to your quarterback and let him pooch it. So there's... A lot of things we'll see in the future. Fox can run all day, and City throws to the sideline for eight and then slung out of bounds at the 48-yard line. They're going to get a late hit. Aurora fans started to cry for it a little bit over there, and they're going to get the call. It's interesting. The official that literally is marking where he went out of bounds, look, it says nothing, and the flag's going to fly in from somebody way back. Yeah, that's... I don't know. Yeah, I've... It was kind of all in one motion to throw him out of bounds, I thought. I just don't understand. The guy that saw it the best doesn't throw it. Well, Aurora's going to get the call and keep it interesting. 105, let's focus on what happens here in this football game. 105 to go, Elkhorn South 32, Aurora 21. Elkhorn South fumbled, trying to snap it into victory formation, and Aurora has now moved it to the south 37-yard line with the help of a 15-yard late hit penalty. And back to pass Fox. Throws out here into the flat. Tipped, intercepted. This game is over officially. We thought it was over earlier, but it's tipped and picked off by Connor Ballard. Yeah, I mean, it was going to be tough for Aurora anyway you cut it because if they scored there, 
They were going to have to get the onside kick and then score again with about 30 seconds left and no timeouts. Coleman Anderson was the one that tipped it, and Ballard catches the deflection with 59 seconds to go. As they line up in victory formation again. So just a little nervous time there for Elkhorn South. They quickly get out there and snap the ball. They'll have to do it one more time. And the Storm will win their first state championship in football in school history with a perfect 13-0 record. And Aurora will be the runner-up with a record of 12-1 as some of the Elkhorn South players are celebrating. And Connor Ebeling, who was hurt five games into the season, they're going to run him in there and let him take one snap here in the uh, state championship game. And he takes it clean. He takes a knee. And this football game is over. Well, Larry, one thing about one day here, and I think we can go back a long way, there really hasn't been a one day of football like this one here. They were all competitive games going into the last couple of minutes. This one appeared to be over, and then it almost got shook up a little bit. But Elkhorn South able to score the final 26 points and down the Aurora Huskies 32 to 21. Yeah, no doubt about it, Doug. All three of them very competitive. Uh, even this one, I know it's 12 right at the end, but this thing was competitive all the way through all three games today. Great football games. Uh, it says a lot about our game and uh, uh, how things are going. Let's see if tomorrow can live up to today, Doug. Well, we'll talk about that and look at the final stats of our game with the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show comes your way after this on ESPN, KXPN, Kearney, KICS Hastings. The difference between an average home and a beautiful home may be something as simple as an interior door. And when you choose Mead Lumber, you choose to have a great selection of everything you need for a small home improvement to a complete remodel. Mead Lumber can help you design a floor plan and provide the supplies you need to build it. Mead Lumber is committed to providing quality and sustainable building materials, a strong product mix and selection, competitive pricing and outstanding service, timely delivery, and so much more. Mead Lumber and Carney building dreams and relationships. Shop local. Shop Small Business Saturday at Gary Michaels Clothiers in downtown Hastings and Kearney. Entire store, buy one item, receive the second at 50% off, excluding Brighton and special orders. All outerwear, 30% off, from leather jackets to wool coats. Entire stock, men's suits and sport coats, from traditional to slim fit, now 30% off. Ladies, take an additional 20% off, select clearance racks. Support Small Business Saturday. Personal service and professional tailoring, Gary Michaels Clothiers, downtown Hastings and Kearney. Welcome back to Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. Day one of the 2015 state football finals is in the books. And this is the new sports medicine and orthopedic surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Elkhorn South 32 and Aurora 21. Larry, where was our USERA Care Hospice? moment of the game tonight well i think when you have um uh elkhorn south busting the long run uh after they had scored and had taken the lead they busted the long run down uh and were able to uh extend the lead off of that drive um it uh fourth down and 14 uh, yeah it was fourth and 14 so they bust the long run they get down there but then they end up in fourth and 14 quarterback scramble 
then at that point, like, can you imagine the error that comes out of this stadium if this was a one-score game, if it was still six when the victory formation fumble happens? That really ultimately put it out of reach. So my uh, play of the game or moment of the game would be the quarterback scramble. That is our Sarah Care Hospice moment of the game. Sarah Care Hospice caring for the moments that matter with locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York, serving all of the Tri-Cities and beyond. Call Sarah Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. Well, they were chasing an assistant down. They missed him, and the player took the tumble and the Gatorade went everywhere. Probably their D coordinator is my guess. Nothing, nothing that they won't have fun with a little bit later on. Let's take a look at some of the final stats that we have for you. First off, for Aurora. Running the football, Preston Dibbern, 30 carries, 172 yards, and three touchdowns, but he had 17 for 150 and all of those touchdowns in the first half. So 13 carries, 22 yards in the second half for Dibbern. Hunter Holiday, two carries for 17 yards as a team, 35 rushes, 179 yards. Through the air, Grant Fox in the first half was 12 of 18 for 117 yards. He was 10 of 21 for... 95 yards in the second half, 22 of 39, 212, three picks in the ball game, 212 through the air, 179 on the ground. Aurora had 391 yards of offense in this ball game, 21st downs in the contest. As far as penalties, six for 46, had to punt the ball away a couple of times in the contest. They had three turnovers compared to four for Elkhorn South. They were six of 15. On third down, one of five on fourth down for the Huskies. For Elkhorn South, offensively, Moses Bryant in the first half, you take a look at what he did. Six carries, eight yards. In the second half, 14 carries, 105 yards, and a touchdown. Braden Wright, 10 carries, 42 yards, two touchdowns. Brayton Haley, 11 carries, 34 yards. As a team, 44 rushing attempts, 189 yards. Braden Wright was 10 of 20. Well, he was 12 of 23. They have made a mistake saying that Moses Bryant threw the ball a couple times. He was 12 of 23 for 282 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. 282 through the air, 189 on the ground, 471 yards, also 20 first downs, 80 yards difference, same amount of first downs tonight for Elkhorn South. Doug, you got to the point there when you looked at Moses Bryant, when you saw what he did first half to second half, if that juxtaposition, when you look at Preston Dibbern, went for 17 and 150 in the first half, and you can give his uh, second half stat line, he gets the ball, what, 12 times for 22 yards. So big difference, uh, especially in the running game uh, here tonight. Also, penalties for Elkhorn South, four for 39. They had the four turnovers. They were six of 12 on third down. One of four on fourth. Taking a look at the defense tonight for Aurora, William Bolton, eight tackles, and Jared Glenn, eight tackles. Both had five solo. Six for Grant Johnson, four solo. Five for Dalton Peters. For Elkhorn South, Tanner Mayo, 20 tackles, two of those for loss, 11 solo. And also tonight uh, for Elkhorn South, it was Coleman Anderson, nine, uh, nine tackles, five solo. Brett Ballard, seven for four, and he had an interception in the football game. And those were some of your defensive stats here tonight for Elkhorn South 
and Aurora. We'll come back with the scoring summary right after this. At Care Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at aceracare.com. Care Hospice, caring for moments that matter. Time for our scoring summary brought to you by your Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agency, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Well, Aurora deferred and Elkhorn South took the ball, marked 69 yards in seven plays, 232 to start the game, converted a third down and long, and Braden Wright eventually took it in from nine yards out. The kick was no good, six to nothing. Then after a 14-yard Aurora punt that gave Elkhorn South the ball in Husky territory, the Huskies were able to step up defensively, stop them at the 25, and then turn it around on a nine-play, 75-yard drive, capped by Preston Dibbern's first run, touchdown run of the night from 26 yards. They lined up and they snapped the ball for the two-point conversion, and Vettel took it in, made it 8-6 at the 342 mark. Then the teams exchanged turnovers, and after Holiday picked up the interception at the 46, you had that weird moment where Grant Fox threw his first interception, but when Elkhorn South tried to return the pick, they fumbled it, and Jared Peters fell on it to keep things alive at the 42, and they eventually took it in on a seven-yard run from Dibbern, 10.47 to go in the second quarter, and that made it 14-6. At the 2.04 mark of the second quarter, Dibbon gets his third rushing touchdown of the night from 68 yards out. Cubic adds the kick, 21-6, and how did we know then that that would be the final score of the night for the Aurora Huskies? 46 seconds remaining, a big turnaround there, and Larry, you kind of called it one of the two or three key moments. Wright hooks up with Brayton Haley out of the backfield on a 43-yard touchdown pass. Bingham makes the kick 21-13 into half instead of 21-6. Yeah, and I think and I think the other piece there was, was Aurora, 38 seconds left. They returned it to the 50. The penalty took them down to the 6. They had to take a knee instead of using that 38 seconds to put themselves in scoring position. And then the third quarter was back and forth. Both teams moved the ball in between the 30s quite a bit. But finally, Moses Bryant was able to take it in for his first touchdown tonight from 13 yards out after Aurora was stopped at the Elkhorn South 25-yard line. They turned it around and marched it 10 plays, 75 yards in just under four minutes. And the kick was blocked by Allen of Aurora, so it was still Aurora 21-19 going into the fourth quarter, but then Aurora just kind of ran out of gas. Uh, Aurora was stopped at the Elkhorn South 36, a six-place 64-yard drive by the Storm was uh, finished off on a 17-yard touchdown pass from Wright to Vanderlinden. The two-point run was no good, 25-21. Aurora was stymied again on their next possession, and a 28-yard run by Braden Wright on fourth and 14, put the finishing touches on with 2.38 to go when Bingham added the kick, made it 32-21, to got a little exciting there. Aurora threw a pick, and after a couple of first downs, Elkhorn South went to kneel on it, fumbled it. Aurora got it back with a minute 25, uh, got a couple of first downs, but then another interception by Ballard, sealed the deal. Elkhorn South, 32, Aurora 21, our scoring wrap brought to you by your Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent's Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Larry, final thoughts? 
Now, what a wonderful day of football, Doug. Many times we don't get that, what we want when we come down, and I thought it was a great day in Lincoln uh, all the way around, and I'm excited for tomorrow. We get a great game right off the bat tomorrow with SCOTUS and Catholic and C1, and let's see what happens. Well, long day of football ends here, and we will join Monday Night Football early in the third. New England 10, Buffalo 3, 11 and a half to go. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. It started in D1 with BDS holding off Burwell 44-30. In D2, Humphrey St. Francis came back to clip Chambers Wheeler Central 22-20. And here, Aurora up 21-6 with the final 26 points scored by Elkhorn South to win it 32-21. Columbus Scotus, Norfolk Catholic at 1045. Aquinas and Oakland Craig at 245. Millard North and Millard West tomorrow night at 645. Thanks to all of our engineers throughout the day. Caleb Henry, Merritt Lawson, Jeff Ekstrom. To Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 1030. Again, the final score, Elkhorn South 32, Aurora 21. The proceeding has been a KXPN Sports production brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at ESPNSuperstation.com. And on ESPN He picks up a quick nine on first down, and a player is down for Buffalo, and they run out there in a hurry. Another ankle injury. Boy, whoever it is is really hurt. It was uh, it actually looks Bacardi like Bacardi Rambo. Yeah, he made the tackle on Danny Amendola right in the middle of the field, right where the Patriot logo is. Now it looks like he twisted his ankle. Another player. Oh, he, it's a shoulder now. He was pounding the turf in great pain.